hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet it's sunday night matt we're back again for a brand new episode again i swear the weeks are going faster and faster and i i was so out of it tonight i had to actually leave before we started i'm like oh yeah i guess i need my mic <laughs> microphone you just left yeah. it somewhere else <laughs> Just left it somewhere else. I'm like, I, I guess I need. It. Well, because normally I don't record my uh, reviews here. This is where I like film show stuff and do podcasts. I uh, connect to my laptop and I actually film mm -hmm. in another room where the acoustics are a little better nice. and where I'm not by like an open window. Nice. So yeah, that's uh, that's a little peek behind the curtain, everyone, to see how I do things. In case you were <laughs> oh so wondering, I, uh, I I should probably upgrade to like one of those new Ryzen microphones because they're smaller. Yeah, you should probably get away from, like, the Blue Yeti. Yeah. That, like, apparently gives everyone troubles. I know. I keep meaning to, but I'm like, it's expensive, and I don't make that much. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Oh, no. <laughs> so how's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, when I wasn't doing some stuff for the channel, I've been working. I've been uh, playing a lot of New World. As of I, actually. The FOMO oh, nice. finally hit me. And I got a board on me, that. Me, me and Kurt guilted you into it. You certainly did, you guys. You know, you tag-teamed me off the ropes, <laughs> you know, hitting me with chairs. I'm like, all right, all right, I just got paid. I'll throw down the 40 bucks for New World. I'm level 11 right now before I started. What, uh, what, what, what's your setup? Like, what are, what are you focusing on? So when I began, I was, you know, going to go like straight hammer tank because I'm like, OK, now that's an interesting way to go. I did that for a bit. But one of the coolest things about New World is you can basically respec whenever you yep. want. Yep. So now I'm screwing around with uh, spears and rapiers and everything nice. Ooh, and medium armor nice. because you can dodge too, like in Dark mm -hmm. Souls. But the heavier armor you have, the worst you are at dodging, which is interesting. Yeah, but you actually deal more damage and healing. Yeah. So it's very... There's a, there's a lot of risk reward a lot of balance in there that's a lot of fun and also you don't just buy items in the game everyone just kind of sells what they have yeah that that's the one thing i really like so it's like there's there's never really anyone who's got like the op stuff like there's people with like better armor and stuff but it's not like uh yeah stuff you get from like specific drops that's like definitely once in a blue moon sort of thing if you want good stuff, you got to trade with everyone else. Thank you, A. Carter, for Thank that. You. Most appreciate it. I will be sure to put that towards getting a new, less bulky microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I've been playing as... Um, well, I first started... When I did my stream on it, I was uh, doing, like, fire staff and, like, just a mm. sword. So, sort of, like, a battle mage sort of thing. And then, like, with magic, uh, yeah. going going into the expositions, I did my first raid a couple of days ago. So, mm. for that, I respect into, like, a DPS wizard which was the fire staff and the ice gauntlet and ooh, i gotta ooh. say that ice gauntlet is, is, is pretty fucking good it's i haven't fucking good haven't found a gauntlet yet i want it i found a musket for the first time mm -hmm. shot shot my 10 bullets and then i'm like ah oh, crap i'm out of bullets now i guess i gotta find some saltpeter to make ammo <laughs> or just go buy it on the market or buy it that's a thing too i uh i, I haven't found out what you do with slots yet to mod stuff i'm yeah, still so figuring that it's, out it's a uh... Uh, like um gems you find them in the yeah yeah you find that you can find them in drops and in expeditions and you can like mine them once you get to a certain level in mining and then you you cut them on the stone bench and polish them and then oh. and each like a like a diamond gives you i've got a diamond on some of my stuff and it gives me lightning damage and lightning right. resistance and each one does like a specific like lightning then there's fire then there's ice right, then there's okay. healing and well 
Well, I was even saying because I got like uh, the captain's hat that has a slot in it that's empty, mm -hmm. and I got like a fang from like one of the bigger wolves that like gives upgrades. I'm like, but I can't put. It. Where do I go to put? Oh, these I know. Together? Yeah, I know the one you mean. It's um, oh, the don't know what the table's called, but it's the it's the table you use to make armor. Oh, and, okay, and what you can do is like what you do is like if you've got all the components to say like make a hat you can make oh. a hat and then you can select in like the little okay. drop down things like you can select oh i want to put this on it and right. uh, make it out of this and it'll make it out of that okay so i just can't add it to something i need no, to make yeah. it as part of a bigger recipe okay yeah the the crafting is fucking extensive in it's this. it's really good as well though it's not like a um it doesn't like overwhelm you no yeah it's all very simple again reminds me a lot of like guild wars 2 where like if you just want to mine or cut mm -hmm. down trees or fish even you can do that and get really really good at that and then sell what you make yeah exactly so it's very interesting that you can do that and there's a really good like you know kind of like circular thing where you know you go on a mission you get some money you get an item you sell it you buy something you want you respect your points you go back out there and everything and there's like a whole faction system and everything yes i i'm a uh, part of the syndicate faction oh really yeah. oh you you magic boy i'm a i'm a marauder so oh, I don't i'm know. a sworn enemy yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we can be friends. We're, we're the ultimate brain and brawn, but that's only because I was a hammer guy when I started. I'm like, well, also that and green controlled the area I was in. I'm like, well, I guess I want to be with the well, winning you do team. Get, you do get bonuses if, you're, if your team you controls do. the area and everything. And I like that, like, there's the standing uh, system where if you complete quests in a certain yeah, area, yeah. you can unlock, like, better taxes and... Uh, I like equipment that loadout and everything and houses as well yes it, it makes you want to do the side quest which usually in mmos you're like fuck that why should i do the side quest because you get better at stuff in your little area for doing it yeah we are talking about new world mind freak the, the yes. new, new game from amazon studios yes the brand new mmo there which is uh it, 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 it's, it's not a monthly subscription thing you pay for it once and then you get to play it forever yeah and you can tell there's like so much stuff that they're going to be putting into this later where I'm like, hey, can I get a mount? Not now, but probably later. Also, thank you, uh, Brody Thornton there for the subscription. That's the one thing I found very, very strange. I'm like, oh, there's like no mounts. That's uh, that's very strange for an MMO to start off with like no mounts. Also, the uh, <laughs> the weapon thing kind of like uh, tickles my brain goblins too. I'm like, so I can have a two-handed hammer and a two-handed axe, but no two-handed swords? Not yet, anyway. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure all that stuff will be coming in oh, expansions God, yeah. and whatnot. Oh, you know it. Also, so I have a musket, but no pistol. That's uh, coming. You know, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a thing. But yeah, new world pretty fun it's not very often that an mmo is able to capture me but uh this one is doing that it, yeah it's it's very good and uh, I, again it's it, it i it's probably just because it's brand new and everything but i like mm. i like the feeling i get when playing it because there's like so Same. many people and it like there was a server here in australia that no one could get onto because there was a twenty five thousand uh player yep. wake queue yep uh yeah they've had to start closing them i found that out the hard way because obviously i wanted to join the la uh server that kurt and all of his friends from the garbage brigade were on so i would have people to play with who have been playing longer than me and it's like uh yeah server's closed buddy you can't come here no more i should try and get on a server like one that's over close to you guys just like make a new yeah, character yeah. on those sorts of so i'll have to see like how the ping is on those type of things because yeah. sometimes it's 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 kind of can be kind of fucky because again this is an mmo that actually has servers here in australia which is amazing because yeah, usually they don't do cool. that 
because the fucking Amazon infrastructure, so it's everywhere. Yeah. I'm on Tarnish, I believe is the name of my server, but then again, it might be fill up by now, so who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah. I know there is, they're, they're, they're bringing in a server transfer uh, for your character, so if you want to uh, move yeah. over to another server, you'll be able to do that for free. Yeah, so if, uh, what is it, if you see a guy <coughs> running around in Tarnish named H. Helmsley, that's me. <laughs> Yes, it's a Triple H joke. Yes, because I used a sledgehammer. Hilariously, this is one of the only times in a game where I feel I was actually able to make a character that looked exactly like me. Brown hair, green eyes, whaler beard, because it's like based in the colonialism <laughs> era, and slick back hair with a ponytail. I'm like, oh shit, it's me. <laughs> I made me super easily in this game. <laughs> Never has that happened. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, it's New World, and there was another thing you were chomping at the bit to talk about, Matt. And I want to hear you talk about this because I need someone to explain it to me. What, what is the Squid Game, Matt? <laughs> that everyone is talking about in my feed. It's either Squid Game or Midnight Mass in my feed, and I'm just like, I could look into this, or I could have Matt explain it to me because it'll make for good podcast. Yeah, no. So everyone and their mother and their dogs is watching squid game i i came i came on like because it's a k-drama yeah yeah well i mean so it's action focused it's not too heavily on the drama stuff there's a bit of action like a bit a bit more than most k-dramas um but yeah it's a it's a south korean uh tv show on netflix it's a netflix original that i think came out did it come out friday i I want to say so that's when i started hearing about it yeah i want to say i think i watched it on saturday um, but yeah, it's about it's a like a battle royale type uh, show where a bunch of people who are like desperate for money from all walks of life come together in this big uh, sort of game run by like faceless masks like elites uh, on an so island. The villains from Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, villains from the Hitman games and all that sort of hey, stuff. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, the, to play games for like money, and every time someone dies, they're they're uh, their worth or which is something like a, a million or a billion dollars goes into the pot so the the more people die the bigger the pot gets mm. and it's sort of like an incentive for these people and uh, so the, it's an allegory for capitalism yeah, is what you're saying yeah, pretty much <laughs> uh and the games are based around um apparently there's a game in south korea called the squid game which is like a children's game Oh, um, and all, all the things are like based around like children's games and stuff like because it's related mm-hmm. back to the story with the main characters and all that sort of right, stuff of um but yeah that like the first one's like a red light green light game where there's like this weird doll and it turns around and you got to like move forward and when it turns around you got to like stop if you don't stop you get fucking mm. shot <laughs> uh what were the other games there's the one so that, it's like, like saw too yeah yeah kind of like, like a like a more violent like wipeout. <laughs> oh cool um uh, there's like a game where there's like some it's like a sugar cookie thing with like a shape and you gotta cut the shape out without cracking it <laughs> and if you don't you get fucking shot uh there was wow. one there was one where like you got to play a different bunch of different like marble games and the one with the most marbles at the end between the two wins and the loser gets shot and <laughs> it just shit. like all these all these really cool games that the, the final game i really or one of the final games i really like which was like um there's these panes of glass and you've got to like like some of the panes of glass are made properly the other ones are like breakaway glass and they're mm. they're suspended across this like bridge that's like so you gotta hundred take your feet chance. up so you gotta like choose the right order to go across and if you don't oh, you fucking fun. fall 
Oh, that is clever. I like that a lot. Yeah, it, it was great, and like the characters as well were really fun. Uh, there's like uh, like gangsters who like try and like run the game. Like they run the game to try and like get the money. They think they're like smarter than the people running the game. Mm. It's like, oh, this is easy money. We'll just like murder everyone between the games, and like we'll be the last left alive. So they have to give us the money. And oh, so it's like Gantz too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little bit like Gantz. Actually, a lot like Gantz in a way. Yeah, now that I stop and think about it, hey, it sounds a lot like Gantz. It sounds fucking cool, though. I can see why people are into this. Yeah, definitely give it a try. I think it's only like eight episodes. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, so it's easy to watch. And that, it, as well as like, if people want other shows like that, Netflix has you covered. They've got another one called Alice in Borderlands, which is yes, based on an anime, that. which is based on a manga, which is very much similar. It's a Japanese one, whereas they get transported to like an alternate earth and have to play all these different games based on like uh like the cards like the ace of clubs and all that sort of stuff you got to collect all the cards to go back to your world and there's like oh that sounds like my jam yeah yeah again and again there's like people that are like running the game uh like gangsters who like set up like giant groups to go collect other people's cards and kill them while their games are like (laughs) playing and everything and the games in that one are really fun as well there's like a tag game where they're pursued through like an apartment building by like a horse mask wearing guy with an uzi oh so manhunt (laughs) yeah yeah the the more we talk about this the more i'm reminded of other things i like now let me ask you this because i know this actually became a bit of a debate on twitter too around the show did you watch sub or did you watch dub i watched sub sub i know that's quite a thing because uh what is it a bunch of the voice actors i follow on twitter uh what is it apparently did the dub for this one and they okay. were very proud of that too and i know taika watiti weighed in in it actually and he's like hey everyone you know you don't have to watch the english dub if you don't want to you know you could watch you know the sub there and, you know you'll probably get more from the performances just saying yeah yeah i i, I watched um alice in borderland with the dub and it was pretty good but like yeah you, i can you know you can see what he means like you just mm. switch it over and it's like kind of completely different in tone and everything also, too, some people were fucking up, apparently, when they were choosing uh, their English subtitles. They had English closed caption, mm-hmm. not English subtitles, which yep. are very different, because the English closed caption... They're approximations, a, basically. It's an approximation, not the real thing, so some people were having a really bad experience because they picked the wrong English. It's the, sa- it's the same with um when you watch like anime in in yeah. the, the native language. Sometimes they, they only have closed captions, and it drives yeah. me insane. It's, yeah, I'm like, it's this is what, what they're saying makes no sense no it, it's fucking alien speak is what it is yeah yeah it'll definitely uh definitely kill you and just all right you sold me on this one i <laughs> i had so much stuff to watch this week because doom patrol was back star girl was back mm-hmm. like getting three law and orders this week now that i catch <laughs> up on and i watched the many saints of newark the big sopranos prequel movie uh, i heard that's pretty bad yeah I'll, I'll say this I had fun with it. I enjoyed it because it answers the longest hanging Sopranos fan question that they've had forever. But boy, did it probably not need to be a movie. It probably could have just been a short. It's not as good as the show. But man, do they have some really amazing performances in this. Like the lady playing Tony's mom holy shit is it scary the way that she like channels the old lady from the show. I did see her, yeah, Vera Famiga. Um, She's uh, really good. She's really good, yeah like scary good you got john bernthal in there you got the dude uh from billions in there mm-hmm. you got uh james gandolfini's son michael gandolfini who plays him yep 
which that's pretty interesting, even though uh, young Tony's actually a very small part of the movie, despite what I've uh, heard that. the marketing will lead you to believe. Oh, I, yeah. I've heard that he's like basically a secondary character, and it's not really about him at all. <laughs> no, it isn't. But also maybe David Chase is kind of angling to try and get a sequel series. Yeah. Like, hey, but you know what I'm really good at is TV, though. Would you like to see the adventures <laughs> of young Tony Soprano? <laughs> You'd think that they do that for like HBO Max or something. There's like more content for that you know you would think the person who gets the most let down is leslie odom jr because he plays a new character in the thing that they try and tie the story together and being like oh christopher's dad and this guy they used to be friends but then they became hated enemies because of love and business and they were on a collision (laughs) course with each other and oh maybe he's the one who killed christopher's dad but if you watch the show you're like no that didn't happen and then nothing (laughs) happens at the end of the show and it's like oh so he was literally the the whole b plot of the movie is a red herring that goes nowhere no oh no (laughs) that's disappointing in fact again without giving too much away the again the whole mystery of like oh what happened to dicky Moltisanti? it's exactly like what you thought it was except for one last thing that doesn't really change anything you're like oh okay (laughs) that's fine i guess maybe it was better that we just wonder yeah It's one of those prequel questions that once you answer it, it's like, oh, I think I enjoyed wondering more. Yeah, it takes the uh, the magic out of it. A little bit when they give like a definitive answer. Where yeah. It's like, okay, I guess that's that. Then I won't spoil it in case you are Sopranos fans, but yeah, I would say check it out, but don't see it in theaters, even though that is an option. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna watch the series again before watching the movie. I'm not in any hurry to watch it. That's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's probably the best way. Also, don't see it if you've never seen the show, because you will be lost as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I heard reviews saying that. It's like, oh, you don't need to see Sopranos to appreciate it. No, you will. There's literally whole scenes that only exist because characters in the show told a story about this that happened one time. I, again, I think a lot of people assumed you'd be able to watch it because it's a prequel. So yeah. you don't need that that baggage of the, the seasons of, of Sopranos to watch it tony and artie steal an ice cream truck why well because they mentioned it in the show one time <laughs> tony fights a guy while carmella is watching why because uh, she told that story one time yeah <laughs> there's like several scenes and like why is this scene here i'm like oh because they told that story that's why i mean it's, it's pretty impressive that they were able to like keep track of all that sort of stuff oh very oh absolutely yeah and they probably wouldn't have been able to do that without david chase mm-hmm. uh also ray liotta plays two characters oh really well, they're the, yes. are they brothers or something yes identical twins they're doing the fucking <laughs> bruce lee thing oh nice ray liotta plays himself and then he plays his own brother oh okay then it's fucking madness and like literally the first time you see ray liotta it's like well why is he yelling and hamming it up so much oh because he does the exact opposite of his brother that's why <laughs> this is this is how liotta acts now in 2021 <laughs> But yeah, so there's your movie updates, everyone. But we're not done with movies and box office yet, because our first story, as recommended by all of you, the fans and the listeners out there, I felt equal parts lazy this week, and also because there wasn't (laughs) enough news in general, so I left it to all of you on Twitter to tell me and Matt what you wanted us to talk about this week, and you came through with us with some stories. You did, yeah. So uh, let's talk about our first news here, which does involve movies and box offices and things you can see right now. Uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, The Carnage Begins, Return of the Carnage, (laughs) All Carnage All the Time, apparently ended up earning $90 million on Friday alone, which is huge 
because that's basically pre-pandemic box office. Yeah, well, is. I think it made more than its uh, predecessor. Budget. More yeah, than I think its it predecessor. Did too. Yeah, well, it definitely probably made back its budget. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts. And again, I'm just hitting my head off the wall. It's like, so we did it again, huh? We did it all <laughs> that's, again. That's what's really confusing to me because like, I've seen some of the reviews and they just say it's like, eh, it's not very good. It's like pretty much more of the same. And that more of the same was pretty bad the first time around. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's just perplexing. And and it's, it, it's even worse when you think about it because these aren't proper representations of the characters like no from what from everything i I mean it's a pg-13 film but from everything i've heard it's like carnage is not carnage at all no i i didn't see the movie and i'm guessing you didn't see it either because it's not oh oh, i i'm not going to be able to see the movie until the beginning of december oh yeah you were saying on twitter that australia really moved around the releases yeah so uh i'm going to be able to see eternals before i get to see venom which i'm crazy oh no I get to miss Venom. Oh, what a what a shame. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, like here's the thing. If this like the only way I was going to watch this is if this was on video on demand. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to see it in a non-pandemic and I certainly wasn't going to risk my life and health and the health of those around me to see Venom, but apparently lots of people did. Apparently a lots of people can't get enough of this big black gooey bastard. <laughs> I I, I, I just don't understand it. Like, and it's like, yeah, everything I've seen about him's like, yeah, it just looks like more of the same shit. It feels, it feels like a joke I'm not in on. Like, everyone's just having a laugh. Like, everyone saw it ironically and didn't tell me they were all seeing it ironically. Yeah, and, and again, and again it's, it apparently is very much like, like how the first film was. It's a movie that should have come out in, like, 2007 like that yeah exactly it feels like a movie out of time it feels like a comic book movie from a time when people didn't get what it took to make a good comic book movie it's it's kind of shocking but then again people i guess as ludwig dracula in the chat said people just like to see tom hardy be a goof and they just promised more of that (laughs) i i guess i guess although the one thing i've been seeing a lot of is people romanticizing like like shipping uh, venom and how i'm like no don't please read about venom it's like sort of an analog for like addiction for an relationship and abuse. don't know don't do that i don't care how fun the film is or anything don't do that it's venom he, he's literally an evil parasite he's a parasite that, lives that in you. eats and off your fear and like life force and stuff yeah eats you from the inside out and lies to you about having cancer sometimes yeah <laughs> You know, it, it's one of those things, too, where it's like there was also a lot of talk about the post-credit and what this mm-hmm. could mean, because, you know, I, the I Marvel Universe... I actually saw that on TikTok, like the full post-credit scene. Yeah, oh, I, I haven't seen it yet, but someone described it to me because fucking spoilers were inescapable yeah. on this, and I'm like, again, without spoiling it here, because I'm not going to be that asshole, it's like, okay, so you did the thing. Now what do you do now that you've did the thing? It. I'll say this. They did the thing, and it it means that the third film will probably end up being a more modern film and probably a lot better off. The problem is that oh, I can't really explain it without actually spoiling it. it. <laughs> we might as well not. We'll just move on okay, from that yeah. and be like, you know, we'll we'll come back to this at a later. <laughs> a Carter says, please do a Venom 2 commentary. I mean, maybe we'll have more to say than the first one. Like that first Venom commentary, it's like I have nothing to say because nothing is happening. Yeah, nothing happened in that film. 
<laughs> Bizarro guy says they try and make Cletus into a sympathetic character. Oh my! Yeah, that that's what I like. I think his whole motivations are around uh, what's the word? Scream or whoever the the female character is in the symbiote. Shriek, in yeah. Shriek, yeah. Um, it's all around her, and I'm like, yeah, that's not Cletus Cassidy at all. Like he would murder her if it advanced his plot, you know. Well. <laughs> hey we got uh what is it woody harrelson and you know woody harrelson was in a pretty famous movie where he and a woman traveled across country yeah. killing people so i mean we might as well just do natural born killers here in this yeah. venom movie because kids love natural born killers yeah yeah referencing movies they've probably never seen and probably can't see because they're all rated and fucked up yeah but iron man is a natural born killer so ain't that something <laughs> uh good yeah I, I don't understand it but i guess people are having fun and i'm not gonna yuck their yum on this one even if i deeply do not understand it yeah and part of me is like god damn i'm gonna have to keep talking about venom now moving forward aren't i yeah well I, again like as i said so that post-credit scene might mean that third film might be a bit better i guess we'll see. but but then it's like just making it better is, is that what people want because i feel like the people who are into this series well, well, i should say may, maybe it might mean maybe tom hardy might get more of a character instead of just maybe. sweating profusely but maybe that's what the people come for matt maybe that's what they want they like it when he gets in the lobster tank and that's what apparently we get more of in venom 2 more lobster tank <laughs> That's what that's what we got to do. That's what the people pay for. They pay for weird tentacle stuff and Tom Hardy in the lobster tank is what they want. <laughs> also, maybe implied romanticism between Venom and the symbiote, which is a weird thing for people to latch on to. But also, I kind of got to tip my hat to Hollywood to be like, OK, so you you have figured out about weirdo shipper culture, huh? And now you're ready to make some money off that. All right. <laughs> Took you long enough, but OK. okay. I mean, you know works for people online i guess it can work for you too i suppose <laughs> still not the venom i would have wanted but i mean no nope. people are liking it that's fine i yep. guess yeah i mean it, it it can't all be for me i mean we've been spoiled by the marvel cinematic universe where we've enjoyed every single one so you know that's true yeah i mean as they can make one that's not for us it's all good <clears throat> so that's that yeah uh alrighty then i guess moving on from there to another story uh this one actually does involve disney marvel they uh settled their big lawsuit with scarlett johansson this seemed like the biggest story there for a little bit it felt like the end of days but it wasn't because they just settled it out of court like we knew they were going to yeah and of course the, like uh i think i think they the report was say she got paid like 40 million dollars and she's going to be starring in the new tower of terror film mm so sounded like everyone won and everyone's hands got greased on the way out exactly so there you go well exactly like most people who were level-headed like us knew were gonna happen yeah again that's that, that's what you always got to be on the watch out for the you know stuff like this on the internet when people try and blow this shit out of proportion most of the time in hollywood people want the least amount of headache and the least amount of bad press and usually that just means throwing money at a problem until it goes away yeah the 99 percent of problems i think in hollywood are dealt with that yeah just out of out of court dealt with it i wonder what the ripple effects will this be because obviously johansson got her money and there was a lot of talk about a lot of other stars who had their movies released to digital that they didn't want uh like the cruella movie and everything are those actors going to be getting their money too now to try and stop more lawsuits again i think it i think it comes down to like those 
contracts because i think it was yeah. in her contract that it does get real like it wasn't stipulated that it was going to be like a uh, a dual release yeah so yeah that, so there's like warrant there so i don't i don't know the specifics on any other on any of the other yeah. ones no me neither and we probably won't know no until something comes but you gotta wonder you know has this soured johansson on working with the company or will she be happy to work with <laughs> she's, anyone she's working like 40 million dollars she's, she's working like she's got another film with them coming out so so i guess it all worked out for yeah, everybody then. it's fine yeah <laughs> it's all fine and maybe we'll see her in what if or maybe we'll see her referenced somewhere else yeah because yeah with that what if show some people do voices some people don't yeah, maybe next season. it's it's very strange how they like who they choose to get the voices on. i guess it's just like okay who who is around who's who, free who's in the office this this week yeah i guess so who's shooting a being... film that we can just go set up a microphone yeah. on <laughs> now that being said what if also has some truly great uh what is it like regular workaday voice actors in there like josh keaton actually gets mm-hmm. to be all over it yeah they should concoct a reason for Josh Keaton to be Spider-Man is what they should do. <laughs> Have him show up as Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, next season they should they should make that happen. He should totally he should really be a thing. That'd be fun. <laughs> I wonder if there's like contractual shit with that. It's like, well, actually you can't because you were Spider-Man with the other people, so they still technically kind of own that, so we're not allowed to have you voice him. Marvel Studios might not even have a say in that. Maybe that's that like say belongs to Sony. I don't know. It would be very interesting. I would like to, you know, if, if we asked Josh Keaton, he'd probably answer. Hey, he probably Josh, would, yeah. Is, is there any reason? Is there any, like, contractual thing that you had to sign? Is there a thing? <laughs> he's, he's a good dude. He answers questions. I'm sure he'd let us know. Because <laughs> that'd be a great way to, like, backdoor that into existence. Like, hey, everyone, remember this guy? Yeah, yeah. Him or, like, uh, Yuri Lowenthal. Yes get them more yes. involved that'd be fun i actually uh i regret to say because i've had so many other shows this week and because many saints of newark was like two hours i have not watched the final episode of what if yet oh it's not the final episode oh they, it's not There's this week is this? the final episode okay they, they there was actually originally two other episodes but they moved one to the second season oh interesting oh yeah. that's interesting i wonder which one they move uh the tony stark goes to sakar one oh really holy yeah. shit i i'm not sure why they moved it there but yeah yeah i don't know um, why but either. i think i know why is i think it's because like it would feel out of place with them building up like this story of like gathering characters together right. and then suddenly it's like oh tony stark on sakar you know it uh, it breaks the narrative flow yeah if we have this one in here yeah and maybe maybe it's something to do with like another movie that's coming out or something maybe 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 who knows uh, now, moving on from there, uh, we've got a little bit more MCU news, though really this is more of a rumor that the internet has kind of like, you know, latched on to. Decided is true. <laughs> has decided is true. Also, thank you, Jace Jensen, there helping us out. Josh Keaton says he wants to be in Spider Verse 2, so fingers crossed he gets to be Spider Man again. Oh, yeah, fucking let him be in it. Yeah, let him come in and do, do a voice somewhere. In an infinite world of Spider Man, let him be one of them. Yeah. I mean, I know it kind of seems like they want the celebrity actors to be the spider people, but you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, again, it's an infinite world. He can be a Spider-Man. He can be a Spider-Man somewhere. Just, you know, a little tip of the hat nod to those who know. Yeah. But uh, yes, back to the rumor we were talking about there. Apparently everyone is certain now that Daredevil is set for some manner of MCU return 
maybe even uh, they're going to backdoor pilot it in the Echo show that is coming. It's funny. like Every every time I hear about the Echo show, I hear <laughs> how it's it's never about Echo. It's always about mm. like mm-hmm. all these characters. I'm like, so this isn't going to just be – this isn't – like there's not going to be any room for Echo in her own show. It's just going to be yeah. all these other characters that everyone will care about more. Yeah, probably not a great way to build your show that the only thing people can talk about is everyone else who might be showing up in it. It's especially crazy where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to backdoor Daredevil's return in Echo because Echo got her start in Daredevil. And it, it's funny as well because this also builds on the fact that people are sure that uh, Matt Murdock will be in uh, No Way Home in the Spider-Man right. film because Peter Parker's going to court and yes. Matt Murdock is the only lawyer in New York in the entire universe. Like I think, like I, I haven't heard any like, like solid claims. Like I think that that's it. It's like he's got a court scene, and who's 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 a lawyer? It, oh, it's Matt Murdock. It's got it's, it's got to be, be him. It's got to be him. L- likewise, people are so certain that Kingpin will show up in the Hawkeye show. Yeah. <laughs> And similar rumors as the chat is saying that the Punisher will also be in the background of one of these other MCU shows. Yeah, I don't know whether he will be because he's he's gone from comics at the moment. Yes, Punisher is in t- cultural timeout right now. Yeah, I mean they could bring him back without the skull, but like, yeah, why bother? You know. I mean, I mean, fuck me, he barely wore it in his goddamn yeah. TV show, didn't he? Yeah. As yeah, as I look back on you know the Netflix universe of shows, it's like he really didn't wear the fucking. She had the simplest costume, and he didn't yeah. even wear it for yeah. most of his fucking series. Yeah, he wore it like a couple of a couple of places, but that's about it. Well, the only thing I remember, and I didn't even watch it, was the clips making the rounds. There was the final episode of season two, and the Punisher like yelling loudly and sh- uh, shooting two guns, like in that famous cover. It's like in loving memory of Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how Stan wanted to be remembered. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, I I would like these rumors to be true. I would like that we could, you know, see Charlie Cox ride again as Daredevil. But also, I'm not going to be heartbroken if it doesn't happen either because there's so much other stuff happening in the Disney Plus MCU shows. Yeah, and especially if it's going to be... Like, for me, it doesn't make any sense to put these characters in a show that is a brand new character, like, for most people. Like, cause it's just going to take the spotlight away from them and everyone's just be like, ah, oh, whatever, who cares about, uh, Echo, but cause Daredevil was in this episode. Unless they have no faith in Echo, unless they like greenlit it too well, soon and they're well, like, Echo, oh, the e- truck's running. Echo is getting, uh, springboarded out of, uh, Hawkeye cause she's in Hawkeye. Right. That's right. So, so she, we're going to see her there first and there's probably going to build up into her show then go into there and, and they're making a push for her in the comics at the moment very much so so yeah she got to be the goddamn phoenix that's probably the biggest push yeah. any character can get yeah we made you a literal goddamn god how's that work for you <laughs> but yeah so this is the news which is really more of a rumor only time will tell and i would say for the most part the mcu has been pretty good with keeping you know secrets like this actually secret yeah yeah like, I feel more watching them than I do other stuff where it's like, oh, I was actually surprised by that. I didn't think they'd be in it. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if they were, but then I'd, you know, I wouldn't mind if they weren't. Yeah, you know, that's it's, the thing. It's again. Kind of, I'm kind of indifferent to it, basically. They, they have enough stuff going on right now. I'm not going to be heartbroken if it doesn't happen. Would like to see it, but I'm not going to obsess over it either. Yeah. 
because you know our, our cup runneth over we're eating good mm-hmm. as they say yep uh, now, next up from there, we actually have some stories that uh, you had uh, brought together for us, Matt. So I'm going to do something completely different. I'm going to turn the tables and I'm going to let you <laughs> take point on some of these. Uh, yeah, so uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special and Volume 3 uh, apparently begin filming very soon. I think like nice. mid-November, maybe. Cool. Uh, so someone, I think on Twitter, asked James Gunn about like who's going to be in the Holiday Special, whether there's anyone like any new characters or anything and he mentioned that there was uh apparently he's going to introduce the greatest character to the mcu uh thus far in this show Mm -hmm. and uh, i immediately immediately thought it was going to be santa claus and we're going to get like (laughs) we're going to get omega level mutant santa oh my god they could do it james gunn would do that Oh my god. Oh, 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 Guardians, I've got you everything you've ever wanted. It'll be something like that. It's not going to be like, you know, oh, your no, Galactus is going to show up or, you know, Annihilus or anything like that. It's going to be something like that. Yeah, because James Gunn's a fucking cut up. He's a jokester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like the fucking Mandrill or like Armless Boy or like something really stupid. Like Frogman or something. Frog, yeah, exactly. It's gonna be it's gonna be someone dumb, but I love the idea of it being Santa Claus who exists within the Marvel cosmology. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, it'd be also really great because it'd be like technically this is the first time mutants have appeared in the MCU, and it's Santa Claus. <laughs> it's Santa, and it will stay forever. That's what it is. <laughs> Doesn't that blow your mind? <laughs> <laughs> and again, it's, uh, it's it's the holiday special, which is going to be on H on uh hbo max disney plus so again you've got to like think ah, they're not going to introduce someone big on hbo yeah. max like uh, not hbo max disney plus there's too many apps now oh, it's hard to keep them they're straight. all the same they're all the same apple tv hulu plus <laughs> those ones you gotta love those ones yeah i i am super stoked for a holiday special i love that this is a thing i love that it's a star wars reference yeah it's great it's so cool <laughs> Jace Jensen helping us out again. Santa needs to hand Rocket a giant candy cane gun. If not, I'll riot. <laughs> oh, that would be the thing. He'd have something in his sack for everyone. And for you, Rocket, I have the biggest gun in the universe. <laughs> and for you, uh, Quill, I have a charge cord for your Zoom. <laughs> no, he gets AirPods. <laughs> Ah, yeah, there you go. I have AirPods for you. (laughs) Gamora, I have a healthy relationship with your family. Or maybe I bring you back to, or I give you back your memories, maybe? Maybe we can do that? (laughs) They kind of left that in a weird place, didn't they? Yeah, again, these, I I imagine these will talk about that sort of stuff. That'll be the story going into these. Yeah. Hey, Drax, I brought your daughter Moondragon back to life. Isn't she cool? (laughs) She can now be part of the team. Yay! New fun character. (laughs) Everyone loves this. (laughs) And then he just rides off into space. Maybe his ship is bigger than the Milano. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that. it looks like a sleigh, but it's actually like a super advanced, like, Kree starship. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I got this when I was fighting in the Space Wars. Oh. <laughs> I stole this from Galactus. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, Galen owes me five bucks. Oh. <laughs> if you see him, tell him. Uh, yeah, there's so many places they could go with this. Yeah, if it, if it's not Santa, but I imagine it will be. It, it might be like an allusion to like, uh, I don't know, 
uh, Adam Warlock because we still got yeah. that that stuff to deal with. Yeah, uh, left over from Volume Two and all that sort of stuff. Maybe um, who's the female version of Rocket Raccoon? He's like white oh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the one who it's like uh, with the blackjack rabbit. Yeah, and them. yeah, yeah. She she's an otter, isn't she? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they could totally do that. Because, yeah, I mean, if it's a holiday movie, let's get all the, you know, furry Muppet characters in there we can. Yeah, to sell some toys. Hell yeah, because that's the true meaning of Christmas, <laughs> selling toys. <laughs> Quill just wants his Turbo Man action figure that yeah. he never got as a kid. <laughs> so now they're going to scour the universe looking for it. <laughs> let's go, go back in time to get it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we can do that or go to a multiverse where the toy is still available the toy, yeah, the toy never sold out and you can easily pick one off cheap on ebay it's them wanting to get a ps5 like no one can get it not even the guardians <laughs> no no one in space can get it we have to go to the deepest darkest parts of space to get it <laughs> nah he's so far behind the times it would be a sega like oh i want a sega dreamcast <laughs> It's the coolest, bestest console ever and always will be, guy. <laughs> There's only one junk world that has it. And, you know, we have to fight our way back uh, past some snare beasts to get it. <laughs> oh, no, it's now popular again with retro gaming sweeping the, yeah. the galaxy. <laughs> exactly. It's now actually super expensive. Oh, there's only one Sega Dreamcast left in the Milky Way galaxy, and it's in the clutches of no. <laughs> and they end up getting it and everything, and the only game you can play on it is, like, Crazy Taxi. <laughs> but it has a great soundtrack, though, like the Guardians <laughs> movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and on that note, everyone, I think we can move on to the next story. What uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, so this... Uh last couple of days we've had the tokyo game show and That's right. i think from that I, I don't think it was actually announced it was more of sort of like a rumor about what was happening and that is that konami the infamous pachinko maker konami <laughs> uh, has decided they want to get back into making actual video games and not oh do soccer you now? simulators um and they've decided to the rumor is that they are going to be doing new introduction new installments into castlevania silent hill and metal gear solid oh do you oh do you now <laughs> didn't wasn't the last several like silent hill games just you're attempting to reboot it and it not taking and also yeah. didn't you get the metal gear guy so pissed at you he left and went elsewhere well, yeah well they fought they they like forced him to leave because of how they were treating him yeah but, didn't you like force him out yeah well that, that's the funny thing is because on top of this like I, I, again this is all just rumors um but the rumor is that uh kojima and his kojima productions will be doing the silent hill game because that was what they were originally going mm. to be doing when he was at Konami. silent hills he was yeah. doing well that's what pt was it was silent hills yeah, yeah. with norman reedus um and apparently he's going to be doing that and the only reason they the, the the report said the only reason this is happening is because sony's sort of the intermediary where, mm. where where kojima is technically working for sony hey kids play nice and make us money yeah pretty much but look i mean will we get norman reedus and more funky fetuses that's what we need to know in <laughs> scary hallways <laughs> probably i have to imagine oh. there'll, there'll be a silent hill game coming uh. some new silent hill game don't know about uh, I knew Cas Castlevania makes sense since that that yeah. anime is like 
insanely popular. Very popular. So, uh, Which I have still only watched the first two episodes, oh, and they re-released all those uh, cult Game Boy ones yeah. on the Switch just recently. Yeah, just like the last week, I think. Which is uh, pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, Metal Gear Solid's probably the mo- the one I'm like, you know, I, I don't know whether about a new installment, maybe a remaster. Mm, yeah. Because like g- trying to, p- trying right to play these games on like newer consoles is it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible, but it's very difficult. Like, why i never like, really like got uh, into it guns of the patriots the fourth one you you have to own like a ps3 to play it like yeah, you can't kind of really up. play it on anything else there's two really good like psp and ps vita games that mm-hmm. you can't get unless it's part of a bigger collection yeah uh they, they did sort of uh release i think it was uh metal gear solid one and soldiers of liberty on pc recently but it's like a garbage mm. like port oh. it's not very good thanks konami also they technically kind of did remake the first metal gear but only for the gamecube and also that version of the game is really hard to find yep yep and uh, it's, it's even funnier because when they released uh, metal gear solid 5 they had that like new engine and everyone's like oh this would be like perfect for like to remake stuff and, and they actually ended up remaking i think quite a fair bit of metal gear solid 3 the one everyone wants remade because it's so good mm. Uh, yeah. They ended up remaking parts of it for the pachinko machines. Because oh, it's like uh, you, someone posted a video of like uh, the pachinko machine for Metal Gear Solid 3, and it's like all brand new cutscenes rendered in like high res 4K from the new Fox engine that they released for mm. Metal Gear Solid 5. And now the, the Metal Gear Solid 5 engine they're just using in that um, that soccer simulator they put out. Uh, oh, shit. Was it Pez? right right so it's, you make this great fucking engine for like these great sort of stealth games and you just use it for a soccer game yeah you know i i learned a hilarious thing about pachinko how they actually managed to skirt gambling laws when it comes to pachinko machines yeah you only play for the little balls you turn the balls in for prizes at the thing but most pachinko parlors have a place around the corner where you can legally go take your pachinko balls and turn them into cash <laughs> So that's how they skirt the gambling laws, where it's like, technically, we're not changing the balls in the building, so technically it's fine. <laughs> it's just the building next door. Just the building next door. Oh, oh, Japan. Oh, yeah. Japan, you so... It'd be like a freaking Chuck E. Cheese if you took your ticket somewhere else and got cash. <laughs> Matt, we gotta go do go that around the back of the building, and Chuck E. Cheese will be out to exchange it for cash. <laughs> Yeah, we, we got to start doing that, man. We got to open our own Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a cover for a gambling operation is all it is. <laughs> Charles Entertainment. Che- Speaking of Chuck E. Cheese, you see what they're doing now because of the pandemic because obviously they can't have people in the restaurant anymore. Oh, what are they doing? They started opening ghost kitchens now where it's like if you want pizza on your food delivery app, you see a place where it's like, oh, I've never seen that pizza place before. And you order it and the box is different, but it's just Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Oh, okay yeah i i think they got caught though because they were like too cute with it they called it something like shay charlie it's like hey hey <laughs> yeah we've got a couple of ghost kitchens here that's like oh they do like korean chicken and then there's this other place that pops up that does like alabama chicken i'm like wait a minute hang <laughs> on <laughs> it's one of these things is not... yeah that happened in my small town too which i didn't think my town was even big enough to have ghost kitchens but yeah we got a couple places now we got a sandwich place i'm like where the fuck is i've never seen this sandwich place before in my life oh it's that kitchen in the gas station oh okay (laughs) 
or like, oh, pierogies and poutine. I'm like, where the fuck is that? The fancy restaurant up the hill is making like greasy spoon bar food and overcharging for it and selling it out the back. <laughs> Fucking ghost kitchens. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> See that? Uh, that needs to be like a brand new like superhero book, Ghost Kitchen, about a bunch of like vampires and Frankenstein's and like phantoms who work in a restaurant. He working? Yeah, and like their their aim is to get like the Michelin star. Oh, because then they can finally pass over only if they get a Michelin star. <laughs> they're like, they're, yeah, they're like, they're like the ghosts and like the zombies of like failed chefs. Oh God. Who like died on the way to making the Michelin stars. <laughs> yeah, really. And you know, the villain is just a thinly veiled Gordon Ramsay who's just yelling at the spirits of the undead. Yep. He owns the rival kitchen that's full of like <gasps> zombie hunters and everything. Oh no. <laughs> Captain Kun with a good one. Put some respect on the name of Charles Entertainment. She's the third. The first one died in the war. <laughs> now that's a movie I want to see. Like the mascot core, just like a bunch of mascots fighting in World War II. <laughs> They're the most elite, dangerous unit, the mascot core. <laughs> We got a giant mouse. We got a, a guy who looks like a tire. We got everything. <laughs> Alabama chicken is just a live chicken with a 12-gauge shotgun delivered to your front door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Figure, figure it out. <laughs> what do I... <laughs> well, now I just have a loaded gun and a pet chicken, apparently. And we ordered pizza. <laughs> Cucky cheese is a really great typo. That is so it, great. It really fucking is. It's really solid. Uh, there's there's a great food restaurant out there called uh, Doughboys. Uh, in fact, I think it's one of the guys from uh, How Did This Get Made or one of those other podcasts is on it. Mm -hmm. or I'm probably mixing up, but it's on the same network as uh, How Did This Get Made. And uh, they did one on Chuck E. Cheese, and that was literally the joke. It's like, well, let's open a brand new restaurant called Cucky Cheese where you just take your children and, you know, another man comes and is just a better father to them. <laughs> pushes them on the swing reads to them puts money into their college fund and, you know it's, it's just fun for everybody <laughs> that's great <laughs> uh cucky e. cheese where a kid can cuck his father yes exactly ronald mcdonald would also be on the mascot core but like the really creepy version of ronald yeah. mcdonald like the first draft version yeah the ones that like they had those like chairs where you could yes. like sit with him and get a photo taking that's the one yeah and yeah. he just throws burgers at people yep and the Which burgers he like explode oh yeah he throws a hamburger at a nazi's like eat this american hamburger and the germans like well actually you know they are called hamburgers because they are from the hamburg region of germany <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> same with the donut it was called the berliner shut up <laughs> And yes, before someone tells me, yes, I know the ancient Mongols were eating like beef patties in their saddlebags like way before anyone if we want to get really uh, freaking, you know, in the weeds with it <laughs> for, for who really owns the hamburger. <laughs> now, uh, you had one more piece of gaming related news there because we needed to try and, you know, stretch it out. <laughs> yeah, so Sony keeps up with their, uh, their acquisitions and it was kind of like i'm surprised it took them this long um but they recently bought up uh blue point games the guys behind the recent excellent uh demon souls remake for the playstation yeah, so 5 this i guess this is just kind of the future 
of game development now where everyone is just kind of building their war chest now and like if mm -hmm. uh, microsoft can have bethista then sony's like well we're gonna have blue point then yeah oh and again it's some of these things you can kind of call from like miles off and it's like oh these people they're making uh they're making a, a playstation exclusive game uh mm -hmm. i expect in the next year they'll probably be owned by by sony, sony yeah. and they'll be a, you they'll be cranking out games for them exclusively now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Sony doesn't have nearly as bad a track record as Microsoft does for buying up, Dude. you know, yeah, and then shuttering favorites. them. Yeah, fan favorite studios like Pandemic and like Dude. a million others, yeah. and then like killing them dead. Yeah, no, no, they're actually, uh, from what I've seen and sort of heard, and and like just by like the quality of games they've been putting out there, they're pretty good with them. Uh, like we we had Demon Souls with the Ratchet and Clank stuff from Insomniac mm. and Spider Man. Um, I mean, Insomniac has basically been holding up the entire yeah. fucking PS5 era on yeah, their back. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, was it we got the uh, God of War people? That's that's. I mean, that's uh, just straight up Sony yeah, Sony Santa San Monica. Yeah, Santa Monica. Yep. Which is now Sony Santa Monica. It didn't used to be that, but now it is. Yep. Uh, you got the guys behind uh, Ghost of Tsushima with Sucker Punch. Right, of course, yes, the old Sly Cooper guys. Yeah. Even playing the director's cut on that, too, that had even more content in it. Yeah, and it had Sly Cooper references. And I think oh, Sly holy shit. there's, like, Sly Cooper-styled uh, armors and stuff, and God of War-styled oh, armors, and, and Bloodborne-styled armors. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. When are when are we going to be purchased by Sony, Matt? That's the real <laughs> end game for this. When are they going to buy us? The, the official Sony podcast. <laughs> yeah, that then it'll be fine. Then you know <laughs> I can finally rest when Sony purchases us. <laughs> oh yeah, Naughty Dog. There's another one that I guess they own now because they're only yep. making exclusives for them. Yep, yep. Which I mean, those are all really good studios. Yeah, they make an exclusive for them, and then after a while, they come. Uh to uh youtube uh not youtube uh fucking pc yeah yes exactly yeah they have been doing that recently have they they've been uh bolstering that as well yeah they just cool, always cool they just released um uh what is it uh bloody horizon zero dawn mm. that's another one gorilla studios is another one yes I, I still need to play Horizon. I got it free when it was available on the PS4, but I haven't had time to sit down and really play it. I know people are so uh, hyped for the sequel. It's pretty good, although I, I when I originally played it, I didn't like the early hours in it just because it felt kind of repetitive, but then the game mm. opens up a little bit more. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, there's there's a little taste of gaming news for you, everyone. That was uh, the Matt-centric part of the show that I'm glad we could do because he listens to me all the time for shit. We're like, okay, now let me talk about this. <laughs> yeah, and I know people really wondered that gaming stuff because they've, they've been so, hounding us for, like, talking about games or gaming yeah. stuff. I mean, the Comic Multiverse does become a game podcast, like, every E3 or every time there's a big thing, we do talk about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How about that new Final Fantasy? We're going to kill chaos, finally. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen the clip uh, circulating. Yes. I've got to download... I want to mm -hmm. download that... Uh, that um, uh, the, the new demo, and I want to try and stream it as well. But, Is God, God, that... Because that, 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 um, I missed the uh, the trailer for that. That that Same. clip was the first that thing I saw of... Brilliant. The, ...the new stuff, and it's... I, I thought it was like an edit. I thought it was like, someone's Same. edited... Someone's edited this... <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, people did end up editing. For those who don't know what we're talking about, for the new Final Fantasy, there's a great bit where a guy walks away, answers his phone, and ridiculous music starts playing. So people, of course, upped the ante by putting more and more ridiculous. What 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 happened is 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 uh, the character, the main character, the guy who wants to kill Chaos, is uh, Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack Garland or something. It was a name or something jack jack he's a psychomaniac um, uh he he's talking to some woman and he says like bullshit to like what she says about something <laughs> about an rpg and he literally turns around and like pulls out his phone and presses play and like limp biscuit starts playing and he Stop just like rolling. he just like walks off like a badass and i'm like that has to be like like that ha- they have to be making there's no way that's serious there's no yeah, way we- we talked about Venom the movie being the greatest superhero movie of 2003. Well, this is aiming to be the greatest game of 2003. It makes sense as well because it kind of looks like a game from 2003. It doesn't look it does. very like uh, graphically no uh, uh, ex- like modern game. It looks like a PS3 game. Though I think they did say that it's meant to be sort of like a a smaller caliber game. But even still, yeah. like this is looks pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, mechanically, it looks cool. I love the idea of the old Final Fantasies mm-hmm. being able to change your jobs on the fly and everything. Yeah. Big fan of the job system. Yeah. J- Jace also helping us out here and bringing back an oldie. What happened to Assassin Talk? <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't had a new game. I mean, I've I've been meaning because I've I've been stockpiling the uh, uh, Valhalla DLCs, and I think they just mm. released the last one, which is the Siege of Paris. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm a uh, once I've like cleared out some of my stuff, uh, games wise, I'm gonna go back into that. I uh, I still never beat the main game mainly because there's just <laughs> oh, so I haven't much finished shit it they either. throw at you. I, I, I think the last thing I was doing is I was doing the quest lines, uh, where where you're in like Asgard as like Odin. Yes, yeah, which yeah, I, I also still have those. That's the problem with a lot of Assassin games and Ubisoft games in general. They just bury you under so much shit, you just give up at a point. Yeah. They could really set, you know settle to make them a little smaller and a little bit more laser focused, y'all. Yeah, that's why I'm really surprised they haven't done like a HD remaster of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh yeah, yeah. They put it on the Switch. They put it on the yeah. PC. They put it lots of places. Yeah, just do like a be give it like a PS5 patch or something. I like Black Flag and I like Rogue a lot too. Actually, I think Rogue might be my favorite Assassin's Creed mainly because it was smaller and more laser focused. Uh, again, I think those were the last two that were like quite laser focused and and small, like mid tier, I guess is what you yeah. call them. Yeah, yeah. And then because after that, they'd be like, no, we're gonna go RPG with the whole thing, and it's you know barely gonna contain anything about the whole Assassin's Creed stuff. Yeah yeah it's about all this other shit now yeah all right i guess with that we can hop over into what we read this week and it was a pretty big week this week it was yeah, a lot of a lot of new number ones a lot of conclusions here where uh, where should we start matt uh well let's start with inferno yes inferno the next big chapter in hickman's x-men I, I guess it's not really a trilogy, a duology, whatever it is. But it's it's big, and it's probably going to be his last X Men story for a while. I'm, I'm fairly certain it is his last X Men story. Yeah, this certainly sets up where it's like, hey, so you know everything I built here. What if I maybe knocked it all down? Yeah, he uh, he's he, I, I again I I compared this issue to Fear State because both mm. Fear State and this do something which is they reiterate what the stories about, about. And, but here it makes more sense and is more interesting because a it's been a while since we touched on these things like since the start of house and power of x basically like oh, two yeah. years ago 
So, and also, there's been so much story across all of these X-Men books. You need something like this to be like, okay, in case you <laughs> forgot. And it's interesting and complex. Also that. And it, there's like some substance to it. What's the substance in Fear State? Very little. Scarecrow wants to make people scared. Yep. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> That's about it. Where in here, there's so much going on. Yeah. They, uh, they, they they start off with a little reference to the very first page of the first, you know, that. Hickman I thought X. that was so cool. Yeah, to me, my X-Men only, it's Xavier and Magneto coming out of the eggs, and it's like, well, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah, and Emma Frost is in charge. Yeah, which is really interesting, too, because if you've been reading the other book, she's probably been doing more hard work than anyone to try mm -hmm. and hold this up. Yeah, she she's like full into the Krakoan dream. Yeah. And she's been, uh, she deserves it too, because she's been taking on the bad guys. She took on, you know, Shaw in her own book. She took on Beast. She took on yep. Sinister and Hellions. She's arguably better at running this she, than the two guys are. Yeah, she's like the perfect example of like the Krakoan experiment working. Yes, because she used to be a villain and used to be selfish, but now she actually cares about everyone and like, shit, I think Emma should be in charge. Yeah, and there's no like, like, ulterior, I mean, there is ulterior motives, but it's not, um, sinister malicious yeah yeah it's like for the betterment of these of uh watch of her people and everything yeah she actually shows that she kind of deserves this to happen uh yeah we also go back to the moira storyline which it's been so long since we've seen moira and it's her basically coming out of hiding and being like all right chuck all right eric you guys I, I i've read the other books and i see how you've been fucking up my dream across the board i gave you two jobs don't let destiny come back to life and don't let nimrod come online and you fucked both up <laughs> yeah you fucked both of them up. and not only that they're both now connected <laughs> Yeah, which is worse than I could ever have hoped. And they're and, and I love they're just like making excuses and trying to play it off and Magneto's like, Okay, so the machines are gonna kill us and you've seen that in all your multiple lives. What if we fuse with the machines? Is that an option? No, Eric, that's not an option. <laughs> that's like the worst case scenario. I do like that Eric uh, like when when she was telling him all this, Eric is trying to like pass it off. It was like, well, us as mutants, you know, together we did all this. And it's like, no, no, right, it was just you two people. It was just you two. No one else knows about this. It was just you mm -hmm. two. <laughs> My, my favorite part about that scene, too, is he's pitching this Magneto while he's trying to open a bottle of wine with a wine opener. I'm like, oh, a little bit of machine that can do a job <laughs> that you can't do, Mr. Master of Magnetism can't pull a fucking cork out of a bottle of wine without it. What if we just join with them? <laughs> then maybe they'll help me open my wine. This wine opener is a little machine, right? I'm like, well, in a way, yes, but... <laughs> So there's a lot going on there. And Xavier's like, look, you know, we're we're not going to have the support we need from the rest of the X-Men. So the only way we're going to try and make what you want us to do happen is we're going to have to sure up the council. And we're basically going to have to put everyone to loyalty tests. Yeah, we're going to we're going to we know that there's certain people in the council that are going to fail this test. So we're going to have to, like, put them out to pasture. And I, I like that um, Moira was setting up. It's like, no, you got to go like you got to basically wipe destiny from the systems like uh delete her from the hard drive and take her you know uh samples that sinister have and burn them and then you've probably got to do the same with mystique as well because she'll she's open her mouth stop. yep yep you've created a monster you two and now she's never gonna stop yep we also like find some stuff with the Orchis guys where apparently they have been sending hit squads after Nimrod since he came online over and over and he ends up killing them all every time. Yeah, and it's from that that uh, Orchis learned 
a little bit uh, like again i think it's kind of going to be connecting up with the whole uh ben urich story that's happening in yes, jerry definitely. duggan's run where they're sort of piecing together that the mutants like resurrect Can't but die. there's like certain uh aspects where it's like they 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 keep sending the exact same mutants which means they're not learning which means they get yeah. to a certain point here and they stop remembering Yes, because their memories are going somewhere else. We don't know where. Obviously, we as readers know it's going to Cerebro. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's like, oh, so they're collecting all of that. Cerebro, huh? All these failed fights against Nimrod. Where do you think that's going to go? Yeah, where are they they storing there? What's what's Xavier doing with them? Yeah, and don't you think he would have mentioned that to Moira to be like, no, 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 I have a plan. I'm working on it. Yeah, again, more more of this sort of Two-Face stuff. Very much so. I... I love too where it's like you know xavier and eric oh we're working together now oh we're the two kings of krakoa yeah but you're also still fighting each other the second the going got tough you guys turned on each other super hard in the thing with moira because at the end of the day you still see each other as enemies yeah you still don't trust everyone yeah which is very very fun and very interesting uh cyclops gets a cool moment uh because you know he'd been saying for a while now that he wants to go back to doing traditional superhero stuff so he's stepping down as a war captain yeah and the the the, the council don't particularly like that uh, uh exodus sees that as like a, a weakness and it's like oh we can't have people that are you know coming in half-assed or anything and cyclops being like no this is this is the way to be i still love my country and my countrymen but i can do more good elsewhere yeah out in the world not on the island yeah, that also means that Bishop gets a nice promotion and uh, Psylocke gets to take uh, Gorgon's place on the War Captains. Yeah. Uh, Jace Jensen helping us out once again. You could say Destiny of the Mutants is slowly coming to pass. I'll see myself. Uh, I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah, Xavier tries to clean house on the council. People like Kirk are like, what the fuck? I thought we were all on the same team. I thought this was going good. What is what is up with this now? And then Mystique, you know, who's been waiting all this time to do it, takes center stage and goes, fuck you, I brought Destiny back anyway. Yeah, she was waiting for this to happen. You can just Literally tell waiting. she knew this was going to happen, and she's just been waiting. She's like, oh, now today's the day, yes. <laughs> Which, of course, begs the question, well, how the hell did she do that under uh, Magneto and Xavier's nose? Well, I again, like, they... Um... I, I i have a feeling this could may, maybe this is something to do with moria maybe she has changed and she's working with mystique and that plan we saw maybe. you you know how we saw those pages of the plan where like uh magneto goes to his home and collects the cradle and mm. maybe she told the exact same stuff to uh mystique maybe that was mystique maybe that was mystique as uh sinister when uh yeah. xavier came to collect the dna yeah that's the thing. Mystique could be anyone and anywhere. So yeah. there's lots of places they could go that uh, uh, a fan actually had a fairly interesting theory because we see Destiny's first meeting with Moira again, mm-hmm. but retold, you know, in more detail yep. about, you know, when Destiny came to stop Moira because she in one of her lives was working with scientists to create the cure. And basically, Destiny more or less challenges Moira you know do good by her people and mutant Mm -hmm. kind so in a way destiny actually incepted the idea for krakoa in her mind yep yep so she's technically the creator of krakoa in a way technically the mother of krakoa but also too someone said hey wouldn't it be interesting if you know the reason moira is doing all this shit is because she planned for it to fall apart because deep down she actually still does want to cure 
the mutant gene and everything and this is just like a real roundabout plan to do it yeah it's like something in her mind that like no matter all the life she has that's something that's still it's like a constant mm. yeah like maybe if i uh, this time i'll get the mutants to destroy themselves before a nimrod or anything can do it yeah and in doing so maybe that will save the rest of humanity maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah so very cool again filled with a lot of great dun 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 moments yeah it's it's fantastic and again also it's a book you you have to have been reading x-men this entire time to, yes. to understand what the hell's going on very very much so yeah but i'm looking forward to it. it's only four issues long oh really it's a bit of a short one yeah i'm interested in it i'm also interested into what the hell they're going to be doing after this because it's like wait are they really going to do away with the krakoan concept at the end of inferno i sincerely doubt it no not think i don't think they will just because of like all the big stuff hickman's been doing lately like with planet araco and yeah, like, yeah. all that sort of stuff like you don't do that just right near the end and then just like wipe it all away and you can't do it away in one story again again like i think i might have said this last week or the week before let's like i think it's going to end up with like a schism where you're going to have like mm-hmm. krakoan mutants and then like mutants who are like more accepting of like humanity and actually live in like new york and stuff like that the the pro-nationists and the anti-nationists yeah 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 that would be very interesting for like year three of this where it's like yeah and you know the mutant dream kind of got broken up because of that because it's kind of going that way because you see mutants like uh uh like scott like cyclops and all that kind of going against like the council and everything mm-hmm. and not not buying fully into this whole dream well where he's like yeah i still like it but like i i'm aware of like all the shady shit you guys are probably getting been up doing to. yeah yeah and i and i don't even know the half of it yeah yeah but yeah, so yeah, there's definitely a place they could take it. Uh, again, you mentioned Fear State earlier on. Uh, we had a new Fear State book this week, Detective Comics. Yeah, I haven't read this one yet. Eh, it's boring as fuck. Yeah, I figured. It's boring as fuck, but like in a very interesting way because like they don't even really bother writing about Fear State in this. They're already setting up Task Force Z in the yeah. main bit. That's what this. that's what it, like I've noticed about that on the last couple of issues. It's just been more more focused on Task Force Z than anything else. They're so bored they literally stop several times to set up Task Force Z in this <laughs> Fear State story. <laughs> it's disappointing too because this one is actually more about Mayor Nakano than anything. Yep. Because Nakano finally got buyer's remorse, where it's like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have signed over control of my city to, you know, a faceless, nameless, corporately backed police militia. <laughs> oh, he's oh, he's, he's only realizing this now. He's, he's not realizing this, like, the moment this started to happen. Mm-hmm. He finally figured it out, and Simon Saint's like, no takesies, backsies. <laughs> I had my fingers crossed. <laughs> and he's like, shit, legally binding, can't do anything about it. <laughs> can't do nothing about it, it's legally binding. <laughs> So Batman has to go and save him, but maybe it's not Saint that's after him. Maybe it's these Task Force Z guys who are after him, because in the backup, they imply that Nakano also gave those guys the okay, too, to do zombie shit. <laughs> God damn it. He's he's really, like, living up to, like, like terrible Gotham mares. I know, right? Where it's like, hey, remember when this character was actually kind of, like, interesting and, like, actually showed a different side of, like, crime and punishment in Gotham and everything, but now he's just become every bit as dumb as Mayor Hamilton Hill and all those other mayors? Yeah, they look like you know, they were taking him in, like, the completely opposite direction, where it's like, ah, he'll actually be, like, kind of competent and, like, yeah. good at his job and everything. It's like, nah, he's kind of an idiot still. 
because he started so strong where it's like, yeah, yeah you know, I'm, I'm anti-mask and anti-Batman, but that's because, you know, I'm a cop who got hurt. Uh, what is it in the line of duty and my partner got killed and I got, you know, swept in, you know, with this wave of sympathy and everything. And, you know, I'm going to I'm not corrupt. I take a strong stand against corruption mm-hmm. and I can actually fight for myself. I don't need Batman to save me. Feels like a lot of that got lost along the way to facilitate these stories. He kind of needed to become an unlikable dumbass. Yeah, yeah. I I would have liked, liked if there was a little bit more to like like his full like, but there wasn't. It just it was just like a turn just happened all at once yeah i i hope he sticks around uh though because i think i still think they can save him though i think he needs I, just I maybe i could i'd like to get jo- what joshua williamson needs to get his hands on him because apparently the man just works miracles when it comes yeah. to rehabbing you, characters i mean you could just like uh hand wave most of it away it's like ah, oh, he was under the effects of fear like mind fear control toxin, or something yeah. you know that's fair enough as someone else uh what is it said in my comment section made an excellent point saying hey he's a beat cop of course he's a shitty politician he has no (laughs) idea what he's doing and also 90 percent of his advisors are either corrupt themselves or literal monsters and i'm like all right parasite men yeah and i'm like all right fair enough i'll give him that you're right (laughs) he did swim into the deep end and yes the people talking to him were literal monsters yeah uh, yeah i'm I'm sure you probably could set it up where it's like someone like played him to like put all those people around him because they knew they were all evil or something and like try and corrupt him well remember in the at the end of the samasi run they were implying that mirror that weird anti-vigilante villain might have been his partner yeah yeah and then then, nothing happened with that yeah and then just nothing happened with that story oops (laughs) so fierce day continues to be deeply underwhelming yeah it's just it's it's guys how long is it i i i I remember seeing that like checklist but like i can't remember how long it is it goes to like december or something doesn't it it goes for a while still i just want joshua williamson to take over Eh, well, I'm sure it'll be here before we know it. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, well, I had new number one over at Marvel with the Darkhold Alpha issue Ooh. one. Ooh, uh, tell me all about it. But is... first, again, thanks to episode MVP Jace Jensen saying that Jason gave up his guns and now he's using guns to deal with zombies. DC, just say you have no idea what you want for Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep, that's pretty much it. Yeah, they don't know what to do with him. I didn't even know he gave up his guns, actually. I should read that story. Was that an Urban Legends thing? If so, I might have to go back and read Urban Legends. Yeah, well, I think he, like, he gave them up, and then I, I've got to catch up on it, but I know in Future State Gotham, I don't believe he uses guns there. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, if I ever wrote Red Hood, that would be my pitch for it. It's like, yep, he decides to be more like the rest of the Bat family and stop using guns. Yeah, stop being such an edgy boy edgy boy and you could sell it to the edgy boy crowd anyways like no i'm so fucking badass i don't even need guns yeah, i just I use got, my fists <laughs> i got my guns right here bro <laughs> all the time he just keeps saying that that's how he like beats the enemies he like uh intimidates them <laughs> into submission yeah and again all the kids with the backs uh, you know backwards baseball caps like this is the fucking best red hood ever <laughs> two tickets to that's the how you show that's how you sell like no guns to people and guns are bad to people you make it like yep. cool <laughs> you make it super cool like oh, i don't need my fucking gun why i got my dick right here i'm gonna hit you with my fucking red hood dick <laughs> that's what he does is this is a brian azarello book <laughs> <laughs> now it is <laughs> brian you keep you keep pitching that where he can cuss people with his penis <laughs> we can't draw it. yeah we can't <laughs> I have sketches. They're charcoal drawings. 
shockingly accurate charcoal drawing. <laughs> Jeez, uh, Brian, I didn't know you had this in you. Holy shit. I feel like we have to use them now. <laughs> but yes, uh, Darkhold, yeah, this is part of the big new initiative Marvel's having to try and up uh, their magical universe. The, the big new initiative that, Dark Strange. The big new initiative that uh, Steve Orlando is headlining that was meant to start oh. last year that's right it was it got all stopped up that's right I think it was meant to be this then dark ages huh and they got yeah go, i don't know why i i have no idea why uh but yeah this issue uh finds dr doom uh for unearthing the original true dark hold mm, um, first edition yeah the first edition the original yeah signed by holographic uh, signed by cothon yeah Oh shit! It's <laughs> autograph. You know how much that'll go for on eBay. Uh, but um, upon him uh, unearthing it, uh, Scarlet Witch ends up getting like a vision or like a nightmare of Cthon and his forces uh, invading Earth and fucking killing everyone. Uh, so like she, she ends up going to like uh, find Doom and find that he's found the book and everything. And Doom, being classic, you know, arrogant Doom, uh, wants to use the book to go to the other realm and kill Cothon before he can come to Earth. Uh, Not and, save his mom. And he only wants to do it himself because Doom. It's Doom, of course. He wants all the glory. Yeah, um, but uh, he, Scarlet Witch manages to convince him to like work with her to sort of try and find if in the book there is something that will kill him. And they end mm -hmm. up discovering something called the Darkhold Defenders, which were five magical beings who sealed uh Cothon away into the other realm and they think maybe if they can get more modern five modern versions of these people uh. they'll be able to do that and they do that we're by getting gathering uh iron man spider-man blade uh the wasp and black bolt oh well that's a pretty fucking killer team yeah i'm, I'm just so happy that black bolt's back <laughs> yeah someone remembered he exists <laughs> um and yeah they're all summoned and they're told what's going on black bolt doesn't want to do it because as he says his people are in a uh state of healing at the moment and he's just got them you know back together and he doesn't want to jeopardize that by running off to like another dimension and possibly dying black bolt i'm on thin ice right now yeah yeah and i need to you know be good otherwise you know i'll go back into timeout black bolt the old gill of the marvel universe ah geez you know black guard bolt got ah, i really need this <laughs> blade manages to convince him to like stay by say he is actually a nice little bit from blade where he's like look the world has like fucked over so many people not just the inhumans like we're all in this together and it's like this is sort of like a an all or nothing thing like if this is gonna go ahead it's gonna affect your people anyway they're not just gonna stop with earth they're gonna go out into the galaxy and fuck everyone over ah geez blaze you make a great point ah <laughs> yeah. geez you're a great motivational speaker yeah. he wouldn't talk though he'd like sign it sign yeah he would, but he signs it with the gill accent to make sure you know like black bolt has seen simpson so he wants you to know that he's making a reference um so yeah the team all end up uh, agreeing to do all this um and it's great because they all have like some sort of loose tie to Cthon in a way like like uh iron man's like well i've battled my own demons i know what that's like so we need to stop this guy uh spider-man references carnage working for Cthon at one point so he's like well oh, yeah. if i get to take down the boss this goon worked for then that's good oh yeah in that superior uh carnage book by yeah. uh what was it freaking uh 
okay the, the, the classic one. yeah i know i know the one you're uh, talking conway. about yeah jerry conway yeah by conway which was great holy shit man carnage has been working for a lot of cults recently he worked for <laughs> Cthon, he worked for null he's just a guy who goes from cult to cult <laughs> um and yeah they they all agree to do this and uh to to get like the power they need to help uh imbue themselves with this uh magical power and send them to the other world they have to read from the dark hold but they can only read a certain amount because if you read too much you go insane so they have to only get like a little sniff of it a little sniff of it um mm. before they do that doom ends up coming back from the uh the other world but he won't talk about what he saw there but we see <laughs> what he saw he he like get, he you see him get teleported there and he's immediately fucking like beaten by like this army of like monster things they immediately overwhelm him and it's like oh doom did not foresee this happening and he <laughs> but he won't tell anyone he would be like no i'm not gonna that's for my eyes only i i might have beating him i may not have you never know <laughs> doom bit off more than he could chew <laughs> and it's great because he's like do his armor is like all fucked up and like melted onto him and everything is like doom needs to go home and rest <laughs> so i'm gonna leave victorious here in my stead um so the team all get get together read the darkhold but they all end up reading it a bit too much and instead of becoming the darkhold defenders they become the darkhold defiled which are servants for kothan and they all get brand new redesigns they're all like red and black like costumes and like they all look like monsters now blade's got like blade looks like uh who's the green street fighter guy oh blanca blanca blade looks like blanca he's got like long like 90s fangs uh black cool. black bolt is in like a straight jacket and uh iron man's got like weird like skin armor like he looks like a cyborg basically like hellraiser yeah so yeah they're, they're all bad guys and the event is really short because the event is i think five issues long and each issue deals with one of the team members so there's like a spider-man uh, and a blade and a black bolt issue right on i could dig it yeah well, that sounds fun sounds like if you like your marvel magic scene then you got a lot of choices recently yeah the only problem is it was meant to come out a year ago so everyone's like why is wanda maximoff alive why hasn't doom got uh, like all that power that he got at the end of guardians of the galaxy it's like well it was meant to come out a year ago the answer is shut up that's why <laughs> yeah it's comics i don't gotta explain shit yeah basically well that sounds fun uh i had the big finale of nick spencer's spider-man this week oh i i like flick through this issue and i'm like it's 83 pages long i am not reading this it's there's two backup stories the the main oh, okay. story is about as long as an actually you got a what is it christo's gauge backup story about uncle ben and okay. then you got a zeb wells backup story about ben riley that sets up spider-man i did see the ben uh, i didn't know there was backups and i saw like the the uncle ben stuff i'm like oh no are they oh no what is he, what is he doing <laughs> no no thankfully they're all different stories maybe. <laughs> oh, i, I like the ben i like the ben riley story actually he's working for the beyond company he's got mm -hmm. money now so what's the first thing he does hey, it gets his old girlfriend genie out of jail oh that's cool yeah that's nice hey good for you man is that written by is that written by the writer who's taking over the book that is written by zeb wells yes yeah. one of the writers because spider-man beyond's gonna have many writers yeah but yeah it was pretty solid it's just like hey genie remember how you like killed your abusive father in self-defense and went on the run and you looked a lot like mary jane and everything well i remember so i'm getting you out of jail now <laughs> I, I love he, the second he gets money he becomes the guy from love after lock of like hey girl you don't gotta worry no more girl i'm getting you out of jail girl 
actually, I don't think he got her out of jail completely. I think he just like commuted her sentence to like a minimum security, like halfway house. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, so he's on parole or something. She's on parole because she did murder a guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it was her shitty abusive father, so like you know whatever. Also, I, I if I'm remembering '90s comics right, it was Kane who told her to go to jail. <laughs> like you need to turn yourself in, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna listen to Kane. <laughs> But hey, Ben Riley's got his own shit going on. Hey, he got his girlfriend out. Good for him. Yeah, good on him. The uh, the main story uh, is ridiculous and unfocused and chaotic and scattershot, and yet I didn't hate it because they get one thing really right, actually. Okay. Uh, and it actually involves Harry Osborn. They get him right. Okay, well, what do they do with him? So the clone finally realizes that he's a clone, that he's not the real uh, Harry. In fact, uh, the real Harry may never actually have been in this story at all. Oh, of course. So it's like, yeah, we we, we joined the real Harry like not long after, uh, uh, what is it, he died originally when he took the goblin strength formula. And Mephisto's like, ha ha ha, I've got your soul now. Your father sold it to me and I'm going to torture you for all eternity. <laughs> and Harry's like, that's fucking bullshit because I saved MJ and Normie before I died way back when. You know, isn't that enough that I redeem myself? And Mephisto's like, no, because you're going to replace Peter's parents with LMDs. And that's going to be a thing. And also, you masterminded this whole twin bullshit now with Sarah and Gabriel Stacy. And Peter doesn't know that. And that counts. And, you know, you're always going to be a pawn, Harry Osborn. You're always going to be a pawn of evil forces. And, you, and you're always going to suck. So, like, when the clone finds out about all of this, he's like, oh, I'm not actually mad at all that I'm a clone. I'm actually happy that I got to live a normal, happy existence with a wife and son and friends that real Harry never got. Okay. So what reason do I have to be mad? Quite the opposite. Now that I know that I need to go meet my maker, essentially, I'm going to do so not as a pawn. And he gets a bunch of his old goblin shit out of his closet, which they actually referenced several arcs ago that he had like a secret stash. Okay. And he says, maybe the reason I kept this stuff is because I knew one day I'd have to defend my family. And yes, that includes Peter. And believe it or not, it also includes my deadbeat dad. <laughs> So, like, Harry gets on the Goblin Glider, and he goes, and he helps Peter fight Gabriel and Stacy Kindred. So it went from, like, an unfair two-on-one fight to a two-on-two fight, and eventually Harry ends up, like, taking the killing blow uh, from one of the Kindreds because Norman drops the truth bomb on the twins where it's like, actually, Gwen Stacy's not your mother. I'm not your father. Uh, you were part of some stupid plot by my son <laughs> who was also being manipulated by the devil. So really, you're the devil's kids. If we really want to get <laughs> like, 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 really like intricate with it, yeah. and they're like, ah, fuck, we hate that. We're gonna kill you. <laughs> so Harry takes the blow, and you know, like when Peter sees that, he's so touched, and he now he knows the truth that he has no reason to be guilty, and he has no sin that Kindred can hold over him anymore. Even though the sin they were really talking about was one more day, but they clearly had to change that at the last minute. So now none of a whole middle part of this story makes sense anymore. Yeah, yeah. Change that because the fan backlash. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, not even just fan backlash. Just like I don't even think that uh, Marvel was going to let him do it because if they did one more day, that means he'd get to undo the Mephisto deal and everything else. And yeah. clearly, they stepped in. It's like you can't do that. That's true. Yeah. Also, Peter never proposes, even though he had the ring. And also, Mysterio never comes back again, even though Mysterio said, and I still have a part to play, Nido. Oh, I, I, I ex fully expected this to end with a Peter-Mary-Jane proposal. 
I thought so too. That does not happen actually. But oh, wow. we but we do kind of get something like that. Again, this is another thing that Spencer does that I actually enjoy. So Peter gets crushed under a bunch of shit because this is a Spider-Man story and he has to get crushed under a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And Mephisto is watching this with Doctor Strange and he's like, ha ha ha, he is crushed under the things. I have won the game of souls now. My champions are That's exactly are the, 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 the writing of Nick Spencer there. <laughs> At, at this point you could tell he's on his way to Substack. he doesn't give a fuck anymore <laughs> uh, like uh, it's, it's actually pretty close to that honestly because Mephisto literally starts talking to the reader and says hey this sure happens a lot in Spider-Man doesn't it him getting crushed by heavy things <laughs> like literally and Doctor Strange steps on it and is like oh but I have a last card up my sleeve you, you cheated devil and had two champions and I have two champions as well Mary Jane is actually my champion and she pulls Peter out from the heavy stuff, and somehow that wins the game of souls. Okay. Yeah, I have no fucking clue how that works, but it's nice MJ got to do something. <laughs> Instead of just sitting around and have people explaining stuff to her. <laughs> and when that happens, Gabriel and Sarah Stacy are like, no, Mephisto's dark power isn't keeping our clone bodies alive like oh we're we're going away now yet yeah, we're dead never mention us again they died on their way back to hell they they literally died the way they lived confusing and unwanted <laughs> so yeah that happens and uh, peter and mj go back to america because they're technically in europe and uh, the big final reveal here, and this is the thing that it doesn't quite make it work, but it makes it a much more interesting mess, is Doctor Strange and Mephisto are having drinks. Uh, Doctor Strange has won their thing. And he's like, hey, you know, before I leave, you know, like like he's fucking Columbo or something. Yeah, one more thing, Mephisto. <laughs> why, why does you, the devil, give so much of a shit about the life of Peter Parker, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? And Mephisto finally gives an answer. Okay. And he says that, you know, being being the devil, being this all-powerful creature, you know, I can see the, my own past, present, and future. And in the future, I see myself one day rising from hell, conquering Earth, defeating, like, the Avengers children from, like, that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and also, like, Bendis' future X-Men as well from mm -hmm. that one story. Yep. It's like, yep, I see myself defeating them and ruling over, you know, Earth. But in my vision, one person stops me. And that's, one person spider-man that's spider-man and dr strange walks away and he goes you're only telling me half the story right though because you're the devil and you're a liar and he's like oh i'll never tell then we see that situation again only it's not spider-man who stops him spider-woman who stops okay. him mayday parker mary jane and peter's daughter i thought i thought that when you when you said it was going to be spider-man like, yeah, it's going to be his like child or someone it's his daughter. Also, she's wearing Ben Riley's clone costume. Don't don't ask any questions about that. But she's actually wearing his costume. Okay. But yes, so that's that's why he keeps fucking with Peter's life and with his marriage specifically because their child will one day rise up and stop him. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't make one more day in the devil deal not dumb, but it does make it make a little bit more sense. More sense, yeah. Uh, Jace Jensen again being an MVP. I see it as Strange Champions one technically, and I can see it as no one would think MJ would actually join the fight in the end, so she would be safe. I mean, I guess. 
Yeah. I just don't. I just don't know how he, how her lifting him out wins the fight. But there you go. <laughs> or or was that even at stake? Because they're like rolling fucking roulette wheels. So like, what does any of it mean? <laughs> and Norman is fine at the end of the story too. That's weird. He still is. He's still sin free, and he like gets out of the story. Okay. Okay. Which is super unexpected. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> Because, yeah, you, you like, didn't expect, like, oh, well, he's going to be revealed to be a bad guy. His sins are coming back, but nah. Okay. So there you go. So there's there's the end of the Nick Spencer run. <laughs> a bit of a mess, but I wasn't bored, and I actually didn't hate it because he actually did, like, one or two things I thought were kind of clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff he did was pretty good, but, yeah, it was a bit, a bit too long. Bit too long, bit of a mixed bag. Again, got very much in the weeds, and much like Secret Empire, I'm like, oh, this isn't the ending you had in mind, huh? This is the compromise ending that you had to have. Yeah. I bet you had so much more in mind, because here's the thing, too. Now that it's the twins, now none of the other stuff with Harry makes any sense. No, no. And none of the stuff with One More Day makes any sense either, and the fact that it was only revealed to be the twins in the final two issues, it's like, oh, this was, you had to change something. Yeah, something was changed. <laughs> yeah, I had to change something here at the end. Also, too, we don't even get to wait and, like, marinate on this story because the new run starts this week. Oh, fuck, really? Yes, starts oh, today as this goes out. I know, we get God no damn. time to rest. God damn, they, 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 they want... They want to be done with that. They want to move yes. on quickly. <laughs> yes, they want you to forget Nick Spencer ever worked here. They want you to be done with it. They don't want you to say the word Substack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be I'll be reading the new run because it looks really fantastic, and it's probably going to be less convolu convoluted than uh, yeah. Spencer's run. Which is funny to say because it's going to involve clones and everything else, yeah, but yeah. it's going to be less convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will be very interested to see how much of any connective tissue it has to this, because I wouldn't be shocked if there was an editorial mandate. It's like, do not reference anything from that last run. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 we got to put Craven in there, and Craven got brought back to life in the... No worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's the same Craven and always has been the same Craven. Yeah, yeah. What we what happened in Nick Spencer's run didn't actually happen. That was chameleon stuff. Yeah, don't worry about it. It was all a dream. Man, that's another thing, too. I was talking to Sal about this, who's like a bigger Spider-Man. It's probably the biggest Spider-Man fan I know with like a real encyclopedic knowledge. And he said, you know what's going to happen here? They're going to have to tell another story in a couple years that condenses all the bullshit in this story to make sense. Because if yeah. they ever want to reference or talk about any of those other characters again, they're going to have to deal with it. Yep, yeah. yep. Which, again, Spider-Man does that sometimes, where it's like, okay, here's one issue that kind of tries to make all this other stuff make sense. Yep. Also, they never explained if Ned Leeds or the Sin Eater or any of the other people brought back were clones. Yeah, they or just really kind of left back that. The dead or what. Yeah. Just kind of left it. As the Rose, too, they left that one as well. Remember when the Rose came back and yeah. that was a big deal? And the yeah. Lifeline tablet? Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's, it's over. Yeah. Also, I guess Boomerang is dead now, too. He also sacrificed himself. Yeah, well, he's dead until he's not. He's dead until he's not, until he's in something. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, what else did you have this week, Matt, as we uh, move quickly away from Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, I had Superman 78, issue two. Uh, oh, okay, so just, there were so many Superman books this yeah, week, I'm yeah. confused. Yeah, no, this is the continuum of the, uh, the Donnerverse uh, stories right, by right, right. Uh, Robert Vendetti. 
who is very good at Superman. Oh, is he ever? And here is no different. It's the continuation of the Brainiac story. Uh, Lex Luthor gets involved. Uh, he writes a Lex Luthor that makes you read it in Gene Hackman's voice, in the same <laughs> cadence and everything. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, like uh, his story is pretty cool because so, uh, so after after superman the movie he got sent to jail at the end of that film but uh superman talked to the parole board and got him on parole as long as he like you know he's, he's good and he's he's being watched by the authorities and everything oh how nice um, superman uh but yeah lex is he's trying to find a job so he goes to like court industries to try and like he's like i'm the greatest criminal mind of our time and you know i can do all this sort of stuff and they're like eh, how would you like to work in the cafeteria and, and like nothing's going his way he's getting like like rain rain starts and he's got no umbrella and like all this sort of stuff everything bad that can't happen yeah does happen. he ends up going home and uh superman's there and superman wants to talk to him about the brainiac drone he, he fought and destroyed last issue and uh wants his thoughts on it and his input because he's a smart guy and it's like oh maybe you can sort this out he like he he tempts uh lex really well by saying that the thing called itself brainiac and he's like mm. oh i'm i'm a real brainiac i am i'm the the greatest criminal mind of our time and you know i i, I can i i'll deal with this and you go off and punch something because that's all you're good at doing <laughs> and then, oh, oh so it's like a buddy cop movie between these yeah, two yeah now. yeah yeah and he's got he's got to try and figure out where like the signal it it sent out went um so he's got like a secret lab in his like shitty apartment that has like has a number of really cool references he's building like a power suit uh there's a container in the back that's a reference to bizarro uh so he might be getting like doniverse a proper doniverse bizarro hey um and yeah superman ends up uh going to fight more brainiac drones because brainiac arrives on earth and uh i i love vendetti's take on brainiac where he's uh making the guy out to be a hero uh because uh brainiac's whole thing is is like he's he's found out that there's a kryptonian on earth and he wants to save earth because a kryptonian is an invasive species and uh they had their time their planet exploded thanks to their you know machinations on the world and everything it was their own fault and oh everything. i like doesn't, i like that take a lot he, and he doesn't want that happening to earth and and he wants to get rid of the invasive species because they're not the savior that the earth thinks they are um cool. of course like superman fights them and everything he uses the goddamn uh cellophane s from superman i saw 2. that on twitter everyone was losing <laughs> their mind about the cellophane s. yeah i thought that was that was excellent excellent i hope we get more like were just the ridiculous powers those movies had like the vision he had in in number four where he like rebuilt the the, oh, the uh yes. the uh uh the wall in china the great wall of china yes of course and stuff like that i hope we get more of that sort of stuff and they end up fighting and then uh brain x like well if you won't like like people of metropolis start to stand up for superman and be like hey you can't take our superman we'll you know beat you up we're, we're <laughs> hot dog vendors and whatnot <laughs> you mess with one of us you mess with yeah, all of us that's brain, basically yeah. what it is um so brain x like well if you people won't be convinced i'll just have to excise the cancer and he plans on bottling metropolis and getting like it out of her um and killing everyone there but superman decides well if that's going to happen i'll just surrender and you can do whatever you want with me but just leave the people alone that sounds and, legit really cool and that's where the book ends and there's there's also this great sort of backstory it doesn't really get much play here but uh backstory of like um like lois like trying to tell clark on how to do like 
be like a better journalist and everything because Clark, mm. Clark wants to like talk about like happy things in the news and sort of bring people's mm. spirits up where she's like ah we got to talk about you know the rapists and the murderers and, and two totally different types of journalists i like that yeah i want to be vice news but i'm prairie home companion <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Wow, that's the that, man between that Superman Red Book. There's a lot of really good Superman books right now. There isn't really there? is. There really is. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. I can hear it in your voice where it's like, ah, you know, I am, I am pleased. My skin <laughs> is clear. My crops grow. <laughs> uh, speaking of comedically mismatched superhero buddy cops from DC, uh, I had Deathstroke Inc. number one this week. Ooh, what's going on with that? So this is totally not the book I expected it to be. When you think like, oh, it's a Deathstroke book, it's going to be like, you know, a real, you know, gritty man on a mission type thing. It is not. It is a comedy buddy cop picture. Okay. So we're introduced to a brand new super agency called Trust. And of course, Trust is an acronym. Of course. For like researchers, United, something, something, something. And uh, they, they have a bunch of agents infiltrating a small idealistic town that's uh, it's too nice and too perfect. And they think Hive is using it to uh, train, uh, what is it, uh, sleeper agents? <laughs> okay. Uh, our two, uh, what is it, our two uh, spies that get sent in undercover are Deathstroke and his partner, Black Canary. Okay. Which is really surprising because it's like, well, wait, why would these two work with each other? Don't yeah. they hate each other from all their years? Uh, yes, actually. Yes, they do. Uh, in fact, Deathstroke says, uh, what's going to happen when your boyfriend and the League find out what you're doing? And she's like, we have separate lives. And also, yeah, the League doesn't know I'm here. <laughs> and that's because Oracle actually asked Dinah to go and undercover and see what Trust's deal is. And uh, Trust paid Deathstroke a bunch of money. And also their man in the chair, their tech guy, <laughs> is uh, Hero, uh, Toy Man 2. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah, I'm happy they found him a place, and they got him on board by saying, like, well, we got a bunch of superhero surplus. Do you want to play with old Batmobiles and shit? And he's like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> That's great. So so he's basically working there pro bono. <laughs> in fact, uh, what is it? Deathstroke rolls up in, like, an old Batmobile that he doesn't use anymore and starts shooting at all the Hive guys with a Gatling gun. Oh, that's great. And he's like, you know, I probably would have done this one for free. If you know my history, you know I fucking hate Hive. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you do. They kind of were involved in the death of your son, weren't they? <laughs> uh, we, the, the actual Hive Queen, we see the new Hive Queen, and she is fucking horrifying. She looks like Betty Crocker, but she's, like, all gross, gooing with, like, honey and, like, a bunch of insect shit coming out of her. Mm -hmm. And her, like, husband is wearing, like, a smoking jacket, but his head is a hive. Oh, no. <laughs> That's got bees crawling out of it, and they've got gross bee children. And she's like, yes, my plan is to make everyone eat my psychotropic honey, which will turn their insides into weaponized bees. <laughs> and Destro's like, I fucking hate all of this. I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> this is gross, and I hate it. And eventually, Black Canary has to be like, why the hell are you doing this? This is so unlike you. And he says, well, you know, I, I wanted to try and do some good. I wanted to try and change the world, Black Canary, because I'm dying. What, really? No, no, I'm, I'm not dying. I, I was just fucking with you. Oh, nice. Be because literally, I'm pretty sure that was the last story that they told in uh, the priest run, where he was dying and wanted to try and do some good. Yeah, yeah. He's like, nah, nah, I just, you know, I've been a villain for too long. I want to try and do some good, and this is what I'm going to do now. Oh, nice. 
And I'm like, that's an interesting take for Deathstruck, where he's like, yeah, I'm just too old. I've just been a villain for too long. I want to try and yeah. do some good in the world. And also, I'm pretty sure Trust is evil, so I want to, like, stop them before they come the next hive. Yeah. <laughs> and Trust is like, you know, they're almost like an entertainment company where it's like, yeah, we got uh, Deathstroke and we got Black Canary. This is going to be great for our brand. We need to recruit more metahumans <laughs> to make Trust the number one <laughs> friggin', you know, super agency out there. <laughs> Yes, Ludwig, she was literally Dr. B's. She absolutely was 100% Dr. B's. <laughs> so yeah, the Deathstroke book is a comedy. Go figure. Awesome. That's, that's good to hear. I might have to pick that up. It is very fun. And again, I feel like this is Joshua Williamson blowing off steam where it's like, all right, so I save continuity and rehab characters <laughs> everywhere else in the universe. Let me just have some fun here with Deathstroke shooting bees. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. That's awesome. I appreciate that, too, because you're probably not going to be able to do another, like, dark, adult, you know, Christopher Priest-esque take on it where he's, like, a villainous protagonist and just, like, the worst, but you want to read every week to see what terrible thing he does next. Yeah, yeah. So I like that this is the literal opposite. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I'm finished, basically. Uh, so, so you didn't read Son of Kal-El this week? I did, yeah. We can talk about that. All right, let's talk about Son of Kal-El. So this th this is kind of a big issue because it's building up several things from the other Superman books. This is basically Clark having to say goodbye. I think he does it here and in the action book. Yeah, it's, I haven't it, read yet. it's like a twofer because like people, I, 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 I could tell people are only reading action comics because there was like people was like, why didn't mm. he say goodbye to his parents and all these other people? It's like, yeah, it's, it's happening it, over in Son of Kal-El. He did. <laughs> yeah he did he's he's doing it up all over the place so yeah it's it's that story it's john trying to make the most of his time before his dad eventually goes away mm -hmm. taylor is eventually forced to bring up the fact that john looked at future spoilers yeah yeah he's like oops yeah so i looked at the future spoilers so if my dad goes i'm afraid he'll never come back again but of course superman has a very nice superman-esque speech about like you know we we challenge fate and destiny every day as superheroes so you know just believe in me that i'll be coming back yeah yeah he 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 makes a great point of like the future is not set in stone that the future is whatever you make it and you've already like changed the future by saving those people in, in the building yes which was called like the infantino estates yes. a reference to carmine infantino the artist which i yeah. quite enjoyed yeah I like that one. Also, I like Mon Pa Kent got to be in the book and actually say shit. Yeah, it was good. Feels like no one's used them since, like, Doomsday Clock. It's nice to see them actually be oh, here. Oh, they were in the Bendis run. I guess they so. Took guess in, they took in uh, Superboy and took in Connor Kent. Right. Yeah, I guess he would need a place, wouldn't he? Yeah. Connor, Connor who is absent from this goodbye, though. I guess he's yeah. busy elsewhere. Yeah, he always busy dealing with, like, the bizarro version of himself. I guess that's the idea. I know someone said that too, where it's like, oh, someone in my video was like, oh, Connor should have been there. You know, why does he have to be on the Suicide Squad? I'm like, ha ha ha, that was Match, actually. <laughs> yeah, he's not on there. <laughs> he's not actually, as we found out. It's a little bit more complicated. Uh, Jay got a surprising amount of characterization. Uh, John's new friend, we find out that he actually loves and reveres Lois. Yep. Because she's a crusading journalist, he's a crusading YouTuber, and basically he wants to be just like her. Yeah, I like what they're doing with that character, and I like that there's hints that uh, maybe him and John might get in a relationship, maybe. That's funny you should say that, because I know a lot of people were pulling out their hair and being chicken littles, the sky is falling. Yeah, Why? Because yeah. there might be gay! Yeah, yeah. One guy was quite furious and confused just at the... I'm like, Why? 
why it's like well because he he has the same job as his mom and i'm like do you think john wants to fuck his mom what is wrong with you <laughs> yeah that, that says more about you than it does about these characters <laughs> he has purple hair and is a youtuber and has strong the, beliefs the, the one i i didn't get a lot of that but i got a lot of people like upset that super like clark was leaving earth and i'm like yes he's leaving earth to save a bunch of refugees that might be related yeah. to his people that that's like a pretty good reason he's not just leaving earth just because people were mean to him yeah also we've literally been building up to this story for almost a year now yeah. and all the other superman books yeah yeah oh it's it's uh very concerning seeing the amount of people who haven't been reading superman and the authority but who have some very strong opinions apparently yeah for who, not like, who are these the characters why are they why are the authority there they shouldn't they should make a book with that yeah they should <laughs> maybe make it like four or five issues yeah maybe, maybe get grant morrison to write it oh that's a good idea they should make that happen <laughs> uh speaking of the authority there's a lot of authority and wildstorm references in this because we find out you know what knocked down the building was a character called fault line who doesn't remember you know getting powers or getting in a costume and they don't call her a metahuman no. they call her a post-human like they do in Stormwatch. yeah yeah uh, and again, it's all related to that because obviously, like Gamora is like a big part of this uh, mm -hmm. storyline because it's all about uh, Superman saving some refugees from that. And then you've got President Bendix, who's mm -hmm. uh, uh, John's first big villain, which is is a great yes. choice. Great choice, very of villain. much so. I know. I think I said this last time we talked about this, but he works on so many levels. One. He's an evil genius, a la Lex Luthor. Yeah, he looks like Lex Luthor. <laughs> he, he looks a little Lex Lex Luthor. Also, too, again, if you know your Stormwatch and your Wildstorm, he's kind of a utopian, too. Mm -hmm. He wants to save the world and make it better, too. Yep. But usually it's through cybernetic enhancements and stealing people's free will. Yeah, eugenics and shit like that. He's, yeah, yeah he, he represents, he basically represents all the bad side of the stuff that John is trying to fight for now, where it's like, yeah, I'm going to stick up against the cops, against the army, against everyone. It's like, hey, you know, if you want to arrest these people, you got to arrest Superman. Yeah, yeah. Which I love that he was willing to go to jail for what he believed in for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> dad i was doing hard time yeah for 45 minutes i love that that's so heartwarming too that superman isn't even mad that his son went to no. jail he's like nah he's like nah your mom goes to jail all the time yeah i did something like this in the new 52 <laughs> that's true he did it's it's a side effect of you know speaking truth to power and fighting the good fight sometimes <laughs> you know corrupt forces will try and put you in jail <laughs> some of the coolest people in the world went to jail like nelson mandela and yeah. shit <laughs> You know, sometimes it's just what you gotta do. It comes with the territory. <laughs> also, you could have broken out whenever you wanted. You were making a statement by staying there. Yep, yep. Yeah, that I'm no better than anyone else. So yeah, it's a, it's good shit. I like it. It's a good book. It is. I feel like it's like even warming up. People are like, well, I don't like that they aged him up. But this is a pretty good Tom Taylor story. That's though, the thing. We wouldn't have any of this sort of stuff if he hasn't had aged up. We'd have the same sort of shit that he'd be getting into that he usually did. But with him aged up, we could do all this sort of stuff. And the book is dealing with the fact, too, that he had, like, time stolen from yeah. him and that, you know, yeah. he's living a very unnormal life. That's all I want. Where it's like, look, if you're going to do it, yeah. even if it's unpopular, make it the backbone of the story. Exactly. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had one more book this week, and ironically, it was also uh, from Joshua Williamson, and that was Robin number six. Oh, what's going on, Robin? This is the start of that death tournament or something, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's been going on, but this is like the final stage of the death tournament. Okay. So it's, you know, everyone gets their fight in this, like, anime tournament arc. Yep. And because Damien is such an overachiever, he blows right past the Blue Shrike and Tengu, who are, like, really lame bird-themed villains. Yep, yep. 
And so he's just sitting there, and him and Flatline are basically doing commentary for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, he really favors his left side on that. And, oh, yeah, he didn't see getting electrocuted coming, did he? <laughs> oh, Black Swan, she uh, totally strangled that wrestler to death with his own fanny pack. Holy shit. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like, no, see, this is great. We can make all these dark joke about death because, you know, we're playing by video game logic. So they're not really dead. They just lost one of their lives. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, all the good guys eventually get together and start comparing notes. And they're like, hey, we probably got to get that book back from Mother Soul. And, hey, you know, Connor, no no hard feelings about you killing Damien a couple arcs back. We know you didn't want to do it. He's fine. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I think the League of Shadows is kind of bullshit. Because, you know, even though I, I don't really know where I come from and what my thing is, I'm still a hero deep inside, though, aren't I? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, and I want to try and be good and everything. And they're like, okay, so all we got to do is survive the tournament and get there. But uh, Respawn, of all people, the guy who looks like Kid Deathstroke, but isn't yeah. Kid Deathstroke, and we don't know what his deal is, he shows up and says, nah, I'm going to win the tournament because I'm the bad guy in every sports movie. Also, thank you, uh, K-Swiss Ho, appreciated. Thank you. He's like, nah, I'm the bad guy in every sports movie, and I'm going to win because, you know, you're, you're all soft, and when push comes to shove, you all won't kill each other because, you know, you believe in the power of friendship, but I don't. <laughs> So that's that's going to be my thing. And uh, Mother Soul, you know, like uh, tries to make the tournament harder where it's like, OK, so we're going into the final round. You know, the, the final eight, the elite eight, if this was March Madness. <laughs> but before we do battle royale right now, so you all have to lose at least one life, meaning that uh, <laughs> when you die next time, you'll either die for real or you'll be afraid of dying. So you'll walk off from the tournament. OK, meaning that there's less people to claim the final prize. And I'm like, oh, yep. that's kind of cool and how to rig this tournament with multiple lives. Yeah, that's great. Because, yeah, they don't uh, they don't want anyone going all the way to the end with all of their lives. No, no, not at all. A lot of people in the chat think that he might be Grant Wilson. I think that's a little obvious. And plus, I mean, Grant is like a character unto himself. Yeah. I think you have the right one, right, Grant? Uh, who is his first kid? Ooh, I can't remember. Because he has his first kid who, like, takes the, uh, high, uh, what is it, the hive drugs and then ends up going nuts and everything. and getting... Okay, it was Grant Wilson. Okay, because, yeah, he was Ravager 1. Yeah. He was Ravager 1. Mm -hmm. Rose takes his thing. Okay, you know what? Maybe it is uh, Grant Wilson now, and I know exactly how they could make it Grant Wilson because Joshua Williamson wrote in Infinite Frontier that dead characters are back now. Yep, yep, yep. And Grant has been dead for a very long time, so wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> He's like, I'm back, but I can't be Ravager because you took my name, Rose. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. So I, you know, modeled this suit after our father. And hey, that would be great, too, because Williamson's writing both that and the Deathstroke book. If mm -hmm. Grant showed up there as Respawn, it's like, hey, I'm not alive or, you know, I'm not dead anymore, which means you basically don't have the inciting incident that makes you do a bunch of the shit you do that eventually turns you into Deathstroke. Yep. So what are you going to do now? <laughs> I mean, it might explain why he's a good guy now, or trying to be. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Jace Jensen helping us out one more time. I forgot, does Bruce know his son is murdering people in a kind of Mortal Kombat tournament? No, the Robins know. Yeah, they're not telling but, him. But, <laughs> yeah, it's like open-ended if he's not telling him. Also, he technically hasn't killed anyone yet. He's been fighting to kill, but fighting to kill on the knowledge that everyone gets, like, three lives. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually kind of genius on Williamson's part, because it means that Damien can be his most Damien and fight to kill, but not actually not break actually any kill. of Batman's rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
not actually break any of the rules. It'll be interesting to see what happens beyond this arc, though. Yeah, no. Well, then that all sounds really interesting. I gotta, I gotta catch up on it because I have, I have read like issues two and three, but I haven't read anything past that. It's six issues deep now. It's a perfect time to check it out. This is maybe the best thing they've done with Damien since Super Sons, where it's like, yeah, let's put him in a fucking anime tournament. Yeah, yeah, very much an anime tournament. He reads manga. <laughs> Uh, not only does he read manga, but we hear Flatline's take on anime this issue, and it's fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> She's like, yeah, my mentor, Lord Deathman, doesn't like me reading manga. He always wanted me to stay away from it. <laughs> Which is hilarious, because if you know anything about Lord Deathman, you'll know that he was an original manga character. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Which is hilarious that the guy from a manga doesn't like manga. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's that shit's weird it'll ruin your life don't read it it's bad brought your brought your brain uh. it's the friggin gateway drug to tentacles yeah yeah saying that right now this is known by the lord he's <laughs> decreed it's his, his, his ten commandments it's on his fucking coat of arms above the fireplace <laughs> no anime it's the gateway drug to tentacles <laughs> wow Wow, such beautiful stitching. <laughs> Isn't Lord Deathman a Pokemon fan? I think he actually is. Also, Jiro, his Batman stand-in, is in this series, too. Oh, nice. He's one of the background fighters. I think he gets killed in this <laughs> issue, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't stay dead. This guy's fucking stay dead. I think he, he died in that he's out of the tournament, yeah. not died as in he's dead. Yeah, well, he's, de he's still dead because he's out of tournament, so no one will remember him now. So yeah. he's, he might as well he's, be dead. <laughs> until they eventually go to Japan because it makes it seem like Flatline is going to be sticking around and that that's okay. going to be an adventure that they go back to Japan. Oh, nice. Also, she, like, seeks to imply that she's actively made Lord Deathman a better person, like he's less of a villain now and less crazy. Oh, that's cool. Because they formed a Batman and Robin relationship, and it makes Robin feel bad, mm. being like, oh, I had that too once. Nice. Though, ironically, I was the crazy guy, or maybe my dad was the crazy guy. <laughs> One of us was the crazy guy, but we made each other better. <laughs> so that's a thing. Awesome. Uh... So yeah, I mean, is that it for this week's show, Matt? Feels like I think uh, so. Yeah, two hours. Gone out, gone on for two hours now. Why? Why is it always the episodes <laughs> the where I feel like the shows we have nothing to talk about? <laughs> yeah, that we're scrounging for news ends up being the weeks that we like talk for two fucking hours. I know. I don't. I don't get it. Well, you can't say you you got short change this week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. As always, we really appreciate it. Thank you for everyone who donated yes, this week. We had a you. lot of great donations this week. It's you know, it's why we try and simulcast, do it on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone uh, who donates, Jace Jensen, uh, Captain Kuhn, all you guys are uh, fantastic. Thank you, everyone. And thank a, you, everyone, a, for just being a here Carter. as well. Yeah, yes, Carter, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That that means the world to us. Again, as always, if you're a patron, you'll be able to listen to this show first before anyone else, either be it on uh, audio format or video format. We try and get those to you right away. Mm -hmm. As always, uh, the show airs Wednesday, 8 a.m. on the yep. Cape Joel channel. You can check us out there. And then on audio formats, uh, whenever I remember, <laughs> I forgot this week. And oh, so no. I just put it up a couple hours before we started. <laughs> so there you go uh. <laughs> so thank you everyone for coming if you want a delicious wild bill soda i'll be sure to link that that down in the description too you can use the cape joel uh what is it cape joel code there for 10 percent off that's always appreciated I, I i gotta go looking for more sponsors again i feel like yeah we uh, gotta do like another round 
I, I like doing those ad reads. That was fun. I need a company that will let us do ad reads every week. Yeah. Hey, if you know a company that'll let us do ad reads every week, tell us. And yeah. Matt and I will do sketches and shit. That's what I want to <laughs> do. That's the next level of podcast I want to do where Matt and I do sketches. That'd be good, yeah. We'll, we'll do, sh- uh, what is it, uh, Rage Shadow Legends, and we'll yeah. be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, we'll try and play it. <laughs> Yeah, really, and see what it's like. So I tried to play it, and uh, my phone caught fire, so, you know. <laughs> my phone is now a Bitcoin machine. Yeah. Oh, man. hate it when that happens. <laughs> hate it when something becomes a Bitcoin machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We're rambling now. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and Matt and I will be back again next week. Bye-bye. See ya.